0: Go for it. Hey
1: guys,
2: and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I am your host, Nathan Nassau, and today we have reached a massive milestone for our podcast. We are going to be doing our 50th episode, wherein we take a look at the history of the show that we all know and love here at Toku Secrets, Super Sentai. And we have the whole crew here today to take a look at it. So go ahead, crew. Uh, Introduce yourself to the audience one by one.
0: Go ahead. Yo, what's up?
3: It's Anthony here. Glad to finally be here finally for the 50th anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a long time coming.
0: Absolutely. Patrick here in spirit. I'm kind of out of it
4: but I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here only here, in nah. I'm only here because good. I'm I'm only here because I'm morally obligated to. <laughs> <I'm> obligated <laughs> to. <laughs> All
5: right. Okay. And uh, I guess since I'm talking, I'll say hi. I'm Rizwan, the owner of Anime Secrets and longtime Power Ranger, newer Toku fan. And I'm here to talk about Super Sentai. All right,
2: we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of stuff to uh, cover here. Uh, we got 46 years worth of content to cover, so uh, we're just going to jump right in, guys. Uh, just a just a brief uh, overview of what we're going to do. Uh, we're gonna um, we're gonna go over each of the Sentai's. Um, we're, we're mostly going to skim over the early stuff since, you know, not many of us have seen that. I'll give brief comments on some of the show seasons that I've seen, but uh, but um, we'll mostly go into detail about the ones that um, at least the majority of us have seen. And uh, if, if any of us has seen a Sentai, we'll give our commentary on it. So with that being said, uh, let us jump right in. The year is 1975. And we kick off with Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger, which aired from 1975 to 1977. This Sentai is 84 episodes long, naturally, with it airing over the course of two years. Um, it uh, it's the longest Sentai today. It featured a spy theme revolving around five soldiers from the Eagle organization. Eagle is short for Earth Guard League. And they become Go Rangers to protect the world from the evil Black Cross Army, a terrorist organization. Um, the five Rangers include Tsuyoshi Kaijo, Aka Ranger, that's red. Uh, Akira Shinmei, Awa blue. Uh, Daita Oiwa, Key Ranger, green. Peggy Matsuyama, Momo Ranger, pink. And Kenji Asuka, Mido Ranger, or green. Um, not really much, uh, to, uh, talk about here, uh, not, I, maybe some of us have seen, I don't know if you, any of you have seen the first episode of this, cause I, I mean, I haven't, so, just someone to make a comment on how it got, on how it started. Um, the only real, uh, big thing to note, and this isn't even really a fun fact, it's actually kind of tragic, um, unfortunately, uh, And kind of a weird parallel to Power Rangers. Uh, Most people know that uh, the uh, Power Ranger actress who played the original Yellow Ranger, Tui Trong, is no longer with us. Well, similarly, the actor who played uh, the original Yellow Ranger here, his name is Baku Hatakiyama. He tragically tragically committed suicide three years after this series, uh, due to depression. It's very tragic. May this man rest in peace. Um, man, that being, uh, just goes to show a yellow ranger curse. Uh, may both these, uh, yellow rangers rest in peace. So after go ranger, we move on, uh, for one year in 1977, we have Jaka Dingekitai, which revolves around, uh, Four young adults becoming cyborgs. They get cybernetic upgrades to become heroes and defend the world from crime. Um, they're all based on playing cards. Uh, red is the Ace of Spades, Spade Ace. Uh, blue is uh, Diamond uh, Diajack, so the Jack of Diamonds. Um, the Diamond, you yeah, got Jack of Diamonds. Uh, the bl- Pink Ranger is the Queen of Hearts, Heart Queen. And the Green Ranger is Clover King so the king of, uh, clubs. Uh, this, um, this Sentai actually is kind of a first. It introduces the concept of a ranger joining the team later. Originally, it was just a four-man team with red, blue, green, and pink. Um, and it was, uh, and later on in the show, the character Big One, the white ranger that you can see here in the photo, um, he joins later. He's based on the Joker card, and he is called Big One. Now, unfortunately, this show was not really popular like Go Ranger because it tried to take a more darker approach, and it was canceled after 35 episodes. This makes it the shortest Sentai to date. After that, we have a brief hiatus um, in 1978. And no, you're not seeing things. This is Spider-Man here. No, that's Um, not. Yep. This is Spider-Man that you're seeing on the screen. Um, Right, it's Patrick. Patrick's a big Spider-Man, ladies (laughs) ladies and gentlemen.
5: He's a big Spider-Man, yes. Mm -hmm.
4: I'm I'm also a big Spider-Man, but you can interpret that however you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Just a a long story short, um, after Jaka got canceled, um, uh, Toei formed a brief, uh, it was a contract that lasted for a couple of years um, with Marvel Comics, and as part of that agreement, they did a show about Spider-Man. Now, it's not the Spider-Man that we all know and love. Like, this isn't Peter Parker, and I, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know if it's, like a guy who gets powers by being bitten by a radioactive spider or not, but, um... It's all alien infused. Okay. uh, Tech and superpowers. Okay, so it pretty much bears no resemblance to Peter Parker at all. No. Just, Um, the costume is the only similarity between the two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The significance of this is that it introduced the concept of a giant robot, which is what you can also see here in the photo. Um... With, uh, you know, um, yeah, Spider-Man using a giant robot, just like Peter Parker uses, totally. Um, so, um, after this brief year of hiatus in 1978, um, we then move on to the next Sentai. Battle Fever J, which aired from 1979 to 1980. Now, it should be noted that, um... For a while, this was considered the first Sentai, because this was the beginning of Sentai airing regularly, like we know now. Um, So Battle Fever J was considered the first official Sentai up until 1995, um, but we'll get to that later. Um, Not really much to uh, talk about with Battle Fever J, uh, except that it is the first Sentai to introduce the concept of the giant robot, which you can see here in the photo. Battle Fever Robo. After that, we have Dingy Man and Electronic Theme, um, which revolves around uh, descendants from a previously destroyed star to battle against uh, people who uh, destroyed their star. Um, this Sentai introduced a couple of concepts. Um, it was the first Sentai to introduce the idea of um, Hinchin devices that allowed them to transform anywhere um because in go ranger they had to transform at their base kind of like similar to how the old wonder woman show did in a jaka they can only transform at their base in the machines and in battle fever j they literally put the suits on so this is um they actually use rings to transform which i don't think has been used in sentai again um at least to my knowledge um and it also featured the debut of the first transforming robot. Um, this um, flying vehicle that you can see on the right-hand side of the screen would transform into the robot called uh, Dai Dai Dindin, I believe it's called. I might have uh, butchered that, but and I apologize if I did. Um, after that, we have Taiyo Sentai Sun Vulcan, which features an air, land, and sea theme um which revolves around a team of combat specialists battling against the evil black magma. Now it should be noted that this Sentai was actually originally a intended to be a direct sequel to Dingo Man. Um in fact, there was originally supposed to be a five-part uh episode where they would um have the Sun Vulcan team up with the Dingo Man, but they couldn't get everyone together. So the only uh the only real connection is that there's one episode where they acknowledge the dingy star that gave the dingy man their powers. And then midway through the series, uh, the main, one of the main villains from dingy man joins the villains from this season. Uh, she's played by Machiko Soga, who we all know for playing Witch Bandora in Geo Ranger. And if, you're in, and if you don't know anything about Sentai, she was Rita in uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, at least in season one, before they changed the actress. Uh, this yeah. Sentai is mm-hmm. the only one to feature a three-man team from start to finish. Um, it is um, It's also the only Sentai, and uh, this, this actually kind of generated a bit of controversy. Um, there's no female members of this Sentai. Uh, all three of them are men. And it is also the first Sentai to feature a robot that transforms from two different robots. Uh Vol Eagle, that's the red one. Uh he pilots the flying machine here, and then blue and yellow pilot this big uh tank looking, like silo-looking thing, and it combines into Sun Vulcan Robo. Um now it should be noted that uh Stan Lee, and when I do say Stan Lee, I mean that Stan Lee. May he may his soul rest in peace, that amazing man. Um he was a huge fan of this Sentai and attempted to make an American adaptation through Marvel, but no American networks were willing to uh, give him, uh, give, him any, give him the time of day. So this almost became the first thing, closest thing we got to Power Rangers. Now, uh, one last thing. Uh, I have seen this Sentai, Sun Vulcan personally, and uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I'm not a... Yeah,
5: I've I've heard that too. Like Sun Vulcan just was the way it was described to me was awkward. Yeah, it's and it's just it's a fair statement. But if you can elaborate there, yeah, maybe.
2: it's just boring to me. I mean, because keep in mind, like I watched this Sentai after I watched like a ton of very story heavy Sentais, so to see one that's like incredibly episodic and like. Like, none of the characters really do anything. I mean, the one who has the most character is Ball Panther. That's the yellow one. And even then, the only reason he has so much personality is because... Is because he's the comic relief character. So, it's... It's just boring. It's, like, very stereotypical 80s, like, you know, not much story, just a lot of action. So... Yeah, this is definitely one Sentai that I would—I don't think we should cover here on Toku Secrets. It's not bad. It was probably pretty fun to watch at the time, but it hasn't aged well, if that makes sense. Um, after that, we have Dai Sentai Goggle 5, which featured an ancient civilization theme. Uh, the only significant thing here is that this is the last Sentai to where the suits were made out of cloth. Which then takes us to, uh, Hagoku Sentai Dynaman. This is the first Sentai to feature spandex suits, which is basically a common staple in Super Sentai now. Um, this season featured an explosion theme, although it was originally supposed to be a baseball theme. And you can kind of tell in the suits, if you look at them, they kind of have a little bit of a baseball-esque thing to me. Maybe it's just me, but... um, uh, The two things to note about this one is that uh, six episodes were actually dubbed in English and aired in the United States in 1987. It was only called Dynaman. And uh, the other thing here... um, on the uh, right-hand side in this slide, as you can see here, uh, you can see Dyna Black with, like, a little bit of a power-up thing. Uh, this is called a battle tech Turf.
5: Um, <laughs> Diana's in our chat, and she's saying she can totally see the baseball theme here. <laughs> okay. I love it. Also, yeah, I can see it because of the baseball caps, like, feel field on the top of the helmet. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. That's cool. Yeah. Um,
2: so... Admittedly, this is just a rumor, but a lot of people think that the Battle Tector armor that the Black Ranger had, because only the Black Ranger could use it, use this. A lot of people think that that was an influence for the concept of the Battleizer in Power Rangers, um, which, uh, which, just something to sum it a note. Um, next up, in 1984 to 1985, we have Cho Denshi Bioman. Another electronic theme um, revolving around five descendants of people who were showered with special particles from a star that gives them superhuman powers to defend the world against an evil empire. Um, This had a couple of notable things. Uh, First of all, um, the Yellow Ranger here is female, and basically every previous Sentai that we've taken a look at, the Yellow Ranger has been male. So this is the first Sentai where there are not one, but two female heroines on the show. Um, this is the final Sentai to feature a hero be permanently replaced. So I haven't really gone into much detail, but there were a couple of Sentais. Um, there were um, uh, Sun Vulcan and uh, Battle Fever J featured like a couple of characters who were permanently replaced. Uh, this was the last Sentai... Um, Midway through the show, uh, the original Yellow Four dies, and she gets replaced with a different character. Um, as you can see in the photo here, we have a sixth guy here. He is called the Magne Warrior. He only appears in one episode, but, uh, it, um, it was the first Sentai to introduce the concept of a sixth additional Senshi. Uh, we're gonna see this again, but, uh, we can't, we don't really consider this guy a ranger since his suit doesn't really look ranger esque, but and I don't know the my, many of the details because I haven't seen Bioman.
5: So, I mean, you say it doesn't look ranger esque, but it honestly,
0: I see it. Okay, I mean,
5: I don't know, Anthony, Patrick I see it also? a little bit. It, it- it's ranger esque, and it's same way. That I, I can kind
3: of see it a little bit.
0: Well, I, I'm not sure, like Fanta what separated ranger this
3: one
2: from esque, you know? Yeah, something like that. Well, it was the first to at least um, introduce the concept of an additional senshi, which, uh, as we know now, when Super Sentai is basically a common staple. But as you can see from the pictures that we're looking at, uh, that's not currently a thing. I mean,
4: how long was he active or was he like a a true, like,
2: episode-to-episode? Episode I character? think he only appears in his Ranger form in, like, one episode, at least according to the Ranger wiki. Okay, well then I wouldn't count that solely for him
4: being there.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last thing, um,
4: in
2: 1986, the year after this concluded, uh, Haim Saban... Yes, that Heim Saban. Pitched an American adaptation of Bio-Man, where he called it Bio-Man. There's a dash between Bio and Man. Where uh, five teenagers whose names include um, Victor, Zach, Billy, Trini, and Kimberly. Those names don't don't sound familiar at all. Um, I know. Yeah. They battle against the evil Zadar Empire. Now, there was a pilot filmed for this episode for uh, this. I have—I don't know if it's available to be seen, but unfortunately, um, Fox chose not to pick it up for a full series.
5: So, I've done some digging into this, honestly, to see like if I could find the pilot. And the best I've seen is that only the actors and some of the higher-up staff even have a copy, like I think it was Victor's actor who said that he knows he has a copy in the storage unit somewhere in California. But that was like four or five years ago when they were when he was asked about it, and he hasn't yet come out and like produced it. Mm-hmm. So the common belief is it may exist in places like the storage locker, but the better answer for right now is it's lost to time, and there's probably no real copy in like a Saban vault or
2: something. Okay, well if anybody can find a way to like get a bootleg of it, like oh dude, I'd watch. What do, we do that? that? Yeah, I would love it. Like, do something like like you know similar to how you know we can right. still see the see how it is. like similar to how we can still see like the Star Wars Holiday Special and the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. Somebody get their hands on that pilot.
5: Yeah, we need it.
0: Um. Now, um, one thing. Uh, this is something oh, that and, Anthony.
3: Oh, and uh, also another.
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead and say it.
3: Yeah, that's um what about to say was that um, unfortunately, the the would-be actress who would have played uh, Kimberly Hart in the Bioman series, uh. Rebecca Staples actually passed away back in uh January uh January twenty eighth um of this year. Actually, she was born in March of uh, March thirty first, nineteen sixty. Um, I don't remember exactly which what, what you know what what was the cause of death. Um,
0: it might have been of. Ov- Age, but I'm not sure. Well that
3: is uh, that is a tragedy. Um, well it's still it's still tragic. It's still tragic regardless. Yeah, yeah, so it's still tragic regardless. she rest uh, in peace.
2: The only other uh, kind of notable thing is that um they now I don't know what footage was used, but they, it did say so on Ranger Wiki, so I did want to bring attention to this. Apparently, they did use partial footage from Bioman's first episode in Day of the Dumpster, the premiere episode of Mighty Morphin. I don't know. Maybe they use maybe like some footage like before we show the moon when the astronauts open up Rita's space dumpster, but I'm not sure. Um, but the point is, somebody tried to uh, leak that uh, pilot out to the public because we need that. Um, so next up, uh, we have Dengeki right. Sentai Changeman, which features a mythological creatures theme um, where five members of the Earth Defense Force are given powers from the Earth Force that that gives them superhuman powers to defend the world from the Gozma Empire, a um, couple of notable things about this uh, first of all, um this is the beginning of a big era like Super Sentai that will actually last until um hold on uh what what year is it uh 1991. so for a good uh for a good half decade um, called the soda era. Um, Because uh, this is where uh, Hirohisa Soda takes over as the head writer. And Hirohisa Soda really wanted to introduce a lot of new concepts to Super Sentai. Um, this Sentai uh, tried to make it appeal more to older audiences. And they wanted to... And uh, this Sentai actually kind of revolutionized how we uh, look at... Well, it started it um, with uh, the villains being a little bit more complex. Instead of just like really one-dimensional type of characters. I... I'm actually watching Change Man as we're recording this, and I can kind of tell that the villains, even though they're clearly evil, they're a little bit more sympathetic because they're not doing what they're doing for the sake of being evil. Um, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to give spoilers in case we do cover this Sentai. Um, But the other thing is that this is the first Sentai to introduce the concept of the Team Bazooka. As you can see here in the photo, you see the five Man wielding um, their bazooka. Uh, this bazooka is made by combining their individual weapons together. This is the first Sentai to introduce that concept. So for all you Power Rangers out- fans out there, if you like the Power Blaster from Mighty Morphin, uh, Quadro Blaster from Power Rangers in Space, or the Vortex Blaster from Power Rangers Time Force, well, this Sentai here, Changeman, introduced that concept. And it was called the Power Bazooka, fittingly enough, in Sentai, which is clearly a coincidence, but it's still cool to note. Uh, Next up, we have a space-themed Sentai called Cho Shinsei Flashman, revolving around five children who were previously captured and spent the last 20 years on Planet Flash, developing superhuman powers, returning home to defend it from the Mess Empire. Uh, The only thing to note about this Sentai is that this is the first one to introduce um, a second robot. As you can see here, we have two Robos here. All previous Sentai only had one robot. And then we have uh, 1987 Hikari Sentai Maskman and Martial Arts Theme, where five martial artists are recruited by a martial artist master to harness, harness aura power and become Mask Man to defend the world from an underground empire. Um, this Sentai was another one to kind of uh, give us a prototype Sixth Ranger. You can see a Green Ranger here in the, at, in the bottom uh, called X1 Mask. Now, funny thing is, is that uh, this was actually a suit that they wanted to use for Mask Man originally, before they came up with some new ideas. So, um... That's actually uh, kind of a kind of funny. Um, he only appears in one episode. Although it's kind of funny how this is the first prototype sixth ranger, and he's green because well, people know who the first sixth ran- what color the first sixth ranger was, so probably just a coincidence. But uh, <laughs> still, kind of cool to note. And ironically,
3: the setup, and ironically the setup. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just saying that like it's kind of ironic that like the co- like the concept of the the Rangers being like black, yellow, blue, green. I mean black, yellow, and uh red and pink and blue, and then having the like, six feet green is kind of like like a callback to what's going on later on in the series.
2: Yeah. Now, as you can see here on the uh, right side of the slide, uh, we have the. Did um... you know what's crazy? Go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry.
3: Anthony? No, you're good. It's kind of like crazy, though, is that like they've never done. Hmm?
0: No, keep talking. What happened? Hello? No, hey, I'm sorry. sorry. What happened?
3: Oh, okay. No, what I was about to say was that, like, you know what the crazy thing is that, like, Senta has never done um, a team with the same colors as the uh, team from MPR Season 2 with uh, white, black, pink, uh, blue, yellow,
0: and red. Yeah. That is interesting to note. Um, as I was saying, um, on the right hand side of the uh, slide here, we have the. Uh we have. That's what they're called. All to combine.
1: To
2: form of that, but um, if, if someone were to tell me that they don't care for this Sentai, I wouldn't mind it. I like it for selfish reasons. So, that's just me. But well, The one Sentai of the Showa era that we are going to cover on this show, no matter what anybody here says, is the final Sentai of the Showa era, Choju Sentai Live Man, which features an animal theme. Um. It is about, uh, now, the thing to note is that um, this was considered the 10th anniversary of Super Sentai when it originally aired, since remember, Go Ranger and Jocker are not considered part of the franchise right now. Um, It revolves around three students who um, start, who have to use, um, from three students from a science academy having to use their um, suits created by their academy to battle against three other students that joined the evil organization called Vault. And later on, they get joined by uh, two young men who are brothers of students that were killed by the uh, rogue students. Um, So, uh, this actually introduced another time where uh, the Sentai started off with some rangers, and then um, other rangers came in as permanent mainstay. It started off with red, blue, and yellow and then black and green joined later on. Uh, pro-Sentai to feature a female Blue Ranger. Um, and she's an awesome character, by the way. Um, and as you can see on the right-hand side of this slide, we have, we see a couple of mechs. Once again, we have a Sentai introducing a concept. Um, the one on the top here is Live Robo, which is made from, uh, the mechs of a uh, red, blue, and yellow. Then we have Live Boxer, who's the one on the uh, bottom bottom right corner, which is made from the mix of black and green, and you can combine those to form Super Live Robo. This is the first Sentai to feature the first uh, combination Robo. They call them Super Robos and Super Sentai. So for those of you who love your, uh, you know, your Mega Dragon Zord, Mega Tiger Zord, uh. Light Beat Solar Zord, all those cool combination mechs. You can thank Live Man for introducing us to that. And uh, I have seen Live Man, and you know everybody says that this is the best season of the Showa era. Like this, like this season received so much hype from the fan base. And as someone who has seen it, I can tell you that the hype is a hundred percent. Like I love this Sentai; it's in my top five. I can understand if, like, you know, we don't want to cover too many Showa-era seasons here on, the, here on the Toku Secrets podcast, but this is one that I feel like we have to take a look at at some point. It is Top amazing. five
5: from all Sentai or from that era? Top five from all Sentai. Wow, that's high praise.
2: Yeah. It's absolutely okay. amazing. I, I think, like, the characters are all really good. You know, the villains are... You know, the villains are... The villains are what probably make the Sentai, since, you know, they're a little bit more three-dimensional, instead of just being, like, you know, evil for the sake of being evil. There's... You know, there's just a... And there's a real tragic element, since, you know, the villains are also the friends of the Rangers. So, it's, uh... It's definitely a lot of heavy-handed stuff. So, like, this was a perfect way to wrap up the Showa era. Um... So yeah, uh, we're definitely going to have to watch this Sentai at some point. Not saying that it has to be the next one we watch after Shinkenger, but you know, at some point we're going to have to cover it, guys. Um, so next up, um, after that really big peak, uh, we have Kozuko Sentai Turbo Ranger, which is about five high schoolers teaming up with a race of fairies to battle against the Bomba Empire. This Sentai featured a car theme. Um,
0: now, the
2: um, uh, now the only thing to note about this is that, like I said, uh, Live Man was considered the uh, 10th anniversary of Super Sentai. So, in order to celebrate that, Turbo Rangers premiere featured th- their first episode with the Turbo Rangers teaming up with all the previous Sentai, at least uh, from Battle Fever J up to Life Man, which you can see in the, on the left, right-hand side of this slide. Not much else to note about that. Um, after that, we have Shikyu, Sentai, Five Man. Um, I don't really know. I don't think there's really much of a consensus on what the theme for this Sentai is. Um... It revolves around five siblings who are teachers at the same high school using technology to defend the world from an evil empire. Uh, the only notable thing is that this is the first of a couple of Sentais where all five Rangers are brothers and sister. Um, there's going to be a couple of other Sentai that uh, we'll view that, uh, does, that uses that concept. Um, this was the final Sentai where, of Hirohisa Soda before he decided to retire. And unfortunately, it was not popular. Uh, this Sentai almost killed Super Sentai, actually. Toy sales were bad. Um, it saw the worst ratings for Sentai at the time. Um, largely due to Hirohisa Soda kind of trying to repeat a lot of his old concepts and, like as a greatest hit season. It did not work out. And um, it almost got the show canceled. But that's where the next Sentai... Chojin Sentai Jetman, aka the greatest Sentai of all time, I don't care what anybody else says in this, this is the greatest Sentai of all time, comes in to save the franchise. Uh, Chojin Sentai Jetman, it features a bird theme, and it is about four young adults and a soldier from the um, Sky Force organization, getting superhuman powers from birdonic waves to battle against the interdimensional Virum. Uh, This Sentai was super popular because it embraced elements of drama and storytelling on a completely different level. It it was still almost the final Sentai because apparently they thought that this Sentai was so amazing that it um, was a good way to um, end the series on. Um, But it, uh, but they obviously they allowed it to continue. A couple of notable things. This is the first Sentai to feature three Robos. We have uh, um, the Tetra boy, the blue one in the middle here, was the third one. Um, We also got another sixth warrior. He only appears in one episode. Well, two episodes, but his Ranger form only appears in one episode, Um, called uh, Don. And it's... Funny that his name is Don in this show, given who the actor plays in the next season. And I'll get to that. Um, Patrick can help me out. Um, Funnily enough, this Sentai was actually so popular that three years after it came out, there was a uh, manga series based on it. It's considered non-canon because there's a lot of uh, inconsistencies. Uh, The only other thing I'll say before we kind of go into this, uh, because this is the last Sentai before we are going to start kind of digging in um, all of us. uh, This Sentai was almost adapted into Power Rangers. Saban um, attempted to use Jetman as his first season, but Fox decided to use the next Sentai as the first successor due to its theme supposedly um, appealing to children more. We'll get to that in the next slide. Um, So have I said that Jetman is the greatest sentai of all time? Because if not, it's the greatest sentai of all time. Uh, The drama and the characters, uh, Black Condor uh, Guy Yuki is probably my favorite ranger ever. It sucks that his actor is coming to power Morphicon this year and I'm not going to be able to meet him, but I hope that I will be able to meet him soon. Uh, you know, Patrick, you've seen Jetman, so could you help me out here a little bit, man? Uh.
4: Yeah. Um, probably out of every
0: Sentai and Power Rangers season, if you were to like, dump them all in piles, it probably has the best group
4: of villains. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I would say it has the best written cast of Rangers, but the writing that was there is is top-notch for sure um the best way i can recommend this season is if you're familiar with gotcha man or battle of the planets as it was known over here in the united states for a long time uh it's it's all it's heavily inspired off of that anime series even down to the bird motif so if if that's the kind of thing you're into, this is a Sentai you should definitely uh, check out. It's one of the best ones. It's not my personal favorite, but it's it's definitely worthy of the praise that Nathan's been giving it.
2: Yeah, I can I can understand you saying that it doesn't have the strongest cast. Like I can understand that, like uh, you know, blue and yellow are yeah, the are strongest kind of, characters. Yeah,
4: they're kind so of I can, a bit I, the dust compared to the others.
2: Yeah, I can I can sympathize with that. So I understand that may, maybe not the best team overall, but like red and black and white to a lesser extent, mm-hmm. kind of ought, kind of really raise the bar for me. So I can mm-hmm. I I admit that yes, blue and yellow aren't really the best characters, but I don't know. Black is just the thing that like raises the bar. Yeah. So <laughs> and red and white.
0: Yeah. All right. So next step.
2: Um, and I bet you guys are not going to, bet you you're not going to recognize this one. Just kidding, you absolutely are. Um, (laughs) They look like nerds. For you, Sentai Geodanger. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is where we finally have caught up with Power Rangers. This Sentai features a dinosaur theme and revolves around five nobles from an ancient human from uh, prehistoric times, they are awakened from stasis to battle against the evil witch Pandora and her gang of monsters as she prepares to continue to conquer Earth. The five include the red Tyranna Ranger Geki, the black mammoth ranger, Goshi, the blue Tricera ranger, Don. And uh, by the way, um, the reason why uh, Don is here is because the guy who plays Don, the um, blue ranger, He actually plays the uh, bird-looking ranger here in the Jetman thing that you can see here, and the character's name is Don in Jetman 2. So, that's just a really funny thing. Totally a coincidence, probably, but... um... (laughs) Yeah. Um, The yellow tiger ranger, Boy, uh, the yellow ranger is female here, and his name is Boy, which is just insane. Um... And uh, the pink Terra Ranger, May, And uh, for the first time in Sentai, we have a sixth Ranger that joins the team and is a permanent mainstay character, and that is the green Dragon Ranger, Burai. Now, uh, Burai isn't in the series throughout the whole thing. Um, if you've watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you'll know that uh, there's a point where Tommy loses his powers and then he... Emity has to leave the team. Now Tommy does come back, but uh, Burai doesn't come back because the the kind of a weird thing. the all the stuff where Tommy comes back and gets his powers, that is not G- it is Geo Ranger footage, but it's not because it's not footage from the Geo Ranger show. It's footage of the Geo Ranger suits that Toei specifically filmed just for Power Rangers. So, yeah. Um, I'm not going to explain how mm-hmm. Burai, um, how Bur-Eye leaves, because I don't want to spoil it for, um, some fans who haven't seen it. Um, it was adapted into the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, although the suits would be used in all three seasons. And it also introduced the concept of an ultimate mech, since, as you can see here, you see the, uh, Ultra Zord. This is called Ultimate Daijujin here, so this is the first ultimate mech, where all of the mechs can combine to form one powerful mech. Um, you know, I wanna, I'm i going to give my opinion on this Sentai, but I know that Patrick can't stand this Sentai, so I'm going to let him just like <laughs> rip it apart first, so go ahead.
4: Okay. So, you know how the Please. things you want out of a story, you want a well-written a uh, plot with hooks and turns and everything. Um this has nothing. <laughs> it's it's incredibly episodic uh, from start to finish for the most part outside of <laughs> a couple minor story arcs. You'd like to have characters with uh, I can I'm hearing an echo by the way. Coming out of yeah, your too.
3: Was that from me? Yeah, yeah. It's coming out of your side. Okay. Yeah,
4: I'll um, um, I can um, mute myself. Not, um, you like you want to want to have characters that have depth and storylines that go from the start to where they're different characters by the end. That doesn't happen here. There's just there's no real writing to the season. There's no character depth. There's no character arc. There's no like real storyline to this season it's just nonsense like the only the only real interesting part about the season is dragon ranger which is <laughs> kind of hilarious because he was added into the story last minute as a ratings grab because zoo ranger was doing so poorly in the ratings that the writer i forgot his name um, decided to shake things up a little bit by adding in another, a sixth ranger, making him a mainstay of the show as like a, a way to draw in more people. And he ended up being the best thing about this season. And that should tell you everything that's wrong with That something that was shoehorned in without any real preparation or build-up ended up being the best part of the series. It's... <laughs> Like, I know people give Mighty Morphin Season 1 a lot of crap for being very basic and generic, but at least it has characters to it. Like, there's almost no redeeming qualities to this season, which stinks because, aesthetically, I think this is the best Sentai. Suits, I love them. The mechas, I love them. The weapons, I love them. But then, there's nothing. (laughs) Uh, It's... It's fifty-two episodes of just filler.
0: (laughs) I don't know how else to say it.
5: No, that that's fair. I mean, I can understand that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that too. When I first watched this Sentai, I I loved it. You know, I thought it was great. Now, to be fair, I was kind of a I was I was a dumb teenager when I first saw the Sentai and thought that like Sentai could do no wrong. I I've kind of gotten uh a little bit off that uh especially since I'm watching Mistar Fusions little Mighty Morphin G-Rangers thing which is an amazing series you should watch him. Uh there, there's um Yeah, there's a YouTuber called Mistar Fusion. Uh he mostly does a lot of uh, Dragon Ball Z videos but he's recently been doing like um like a Mighty Morphin Geo Ranger series, where he'll take the Mighty Morphin episode and then the Geo Ranger episode that it's getting its footage from, and comparing the episodes. Um, and he's he does a really good job at like pointing out the flaws. Like, funnily enough, you know, I thought that like the Green with Evil story story arc was like kind of padded, which it is. The Green with Evil story arc isn't as perfect as people make it out to be. No. I thought that Eye's story arc was perfect, but seeing how slow of a start, it gets off to you, especially the first episode, like, like, I I now realize the that Ranger isn't as great as I thought it was. Now, I, I was also kind of suckered in by, like, you know, the knights and fantasy elements because I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, so I'll like defend said, myself. It's like I said, aesthetically, the season is sweet because it, it's the first season to use mystical elements. All the monsters and enemies, yeah. and enemies are based off of Western mythology. So, Visually and aesthetically, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, even now, but that's all it's got exactly. going.
0: Well,
2: but yeah, I mean, I, I can, I definitely kind of, I probably don't hate Geo ranger as much as Patrick does, but everything that he says is valid, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with him about that. <laughs> um... But Anthony, uh, you want to give any comments on uh, GM Ranger?
3: Uh, it focuses way too much, much on the child of the of the week situations.
0: Um, other than that, I really don't have anything
3: good to say about it because you know. I mean the suits look cool and the mech looks cool but
4: that's it. Yeah, the absolutely. The the kids of the week get more character development than the actual rangers do. Please please tell me y'all heard y'all heard that.
5: We heard
0: it. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, but don't only watch the season of okay. Morbidly curious about Mighty Morphin Sentai counterpart. Yeah, if you're not interested in that, please skip this season. <laughs>
2: it's so bad. Okay, next up um, in the uh, <laughs> second Mighty Morphin Sentai, uh, Gosei Sentai Dairanger. Um, this Sentai features a Chinese mythology theme where five descendants um, from the Dai tribe must uh, come together to fight against the evil, villainous group of leather fetishes called the Gorma tribe. Yeah. Where where they uh, use their uh, mythical key powers. Um, The Mm. five include... (laughs) So the five include uh, Ryo... Uh, Ryo Ranger, red. Uh, the green Shishi Ranger, Daigo. The blue Tinma Ranger, Shoji. The yellow Kirin Ranger, uh, Kazu. And the pink Hoa Ranger, uh, Lin. They later get joined um, unofficially by a skateboarding child named Ko, and I do mean a child. And I'll get to that in a second. Uh, the Kiba Ranger, White. Now, this Sentai has been adapted into Power Rangers, but in different ways. So, um... The, the, the main adaptation was in Mighty Morphin Season 2. Um, they used mecha footage from this. So the uh, the Mythical Key Beasts and um, so this season's mechs were used... Uh, ...for the Thunder Zords in Mighty Morphin Season 2. Um, as you can see in the photo here, the White Ranger suit, the Sixth Ranger, was used for the White Mighty Morphin Ranger starting in Mighty Morphin Season 2. Um, monster suits were used in Mighty Morphin Season 2 for the second half. Um, the, uh, the Hinchin devices, like the Morphers for the main Five Rangers were used, a slightly repainted version was used in Lost Galaxy for the uh, Magnet Defender Morpher. Um, the suit for the main villain was used for Master Org in Power Rangers Wild Force. Um, sorry that I had to mention that, Season Riz. Although we're going to have to mention it later, too. Um,
5: Turn to favor one day.
2: Uh, and uh, now, uh, now this is just rumors, but Um, According to some rumors, during the Lost Galaxy saga of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, the final story arc before the uh, finale, um, they apparently wanted to implement some ideas of, uh, you know, like ancient Power Rangers that were tied to the plots to the conflict with the Quasar Sabers 3,000 years ago. Had they gone with that, they would have um, used... Um, apparently they would have used the suits for the main five ones, uh, red, green, blue, yellow, and pink. Um, you know, Patrick's not a fan of this Sentai, and honestly, I'm not either. I think it's boring, to be honest with you. Like, I know that people love this Sentai, but it the more the more I think about it, I think it's really just a style over substance, because there's a lot of cool things about it, like the key mm-hmm. theme... The suits the suit designs are awesome. I really love those suits. Yep. But there's nothing of substance to it. Like, I none of I I don't I can't really remember anything about any of these five Rangers. I mean, I think Lynn is okay. I mean, I I I think she's okay, but none of these Ranger characters interest me. Uh the Yellow Ranger is probably one of the worst Rangers ever because he doesn't have a single focus episode. Um Kibo Ranger is just annoying. Thank I, you. I really don't like him. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it, I think it's a style over substance, and I can understand you liking, like, the key and, like, martial arts themes of this Sentai. It's fine, but um, as far as, like, the substance of this season, it's just not, uh,
4: another it just thing doesn't do
2: it for me. Another
4: thing that rubs this season the wrong way
2: for me is that People
4: give Q Ranger crap for being so Red Ranger heavy, but this season is just as bad, if not worse at times. Like, Real Ranger does everything. Yeah. And I'm everything.
2: Um, now, I, I don't want to insult Real Ranger's actor because I have actually met him and he was really awesome. So I mm-hmm. liked meeting him, but as far as his, char- as far as his character is concerned, it's yeah. just, eh. Yeah,
4: but yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on the whole because I genuinely don't remember anything about this season up until the finale because the finale just really buried this season for me. The ending was a
0: cop-out.
2: Yeah, it absolutely was.
4: Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> go
2: into much detail because we don't want to yeah. give spoilers to the people I mean, here. But <laughs> Yeah,
4: explaining why it's a cop-out literally ruins the entire season. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it it felt like I got it. it. It literally just tells me that you just wasted your time watching the season. Yeah. Did you want to um, give any comments
0: on this one, Anthony? Uh,
3: um... Patrick Patrick really just kind of said all the stuff I wanted to say. Oh, and fun fact, these costumes were actually used in um, a six-part comic that I'm currently reading for it. It's not as bad, but it's a very, 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 very slow read until they get to their powers. I'm just like, okay, like I, uh, these uh, are being the used, comics. but... I don't really care about the story, but it's whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay.
3: Alright, uh, next
2: up we're gonna move on to the yeah, uh, cars
3: adapted like all like the suits, but for some reason they, they added a black ranger to it too, so it's like yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, that was like a weird delay. I don't know why. It's keeping it's keep giving me a, a second delay for some reason. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, we're having some audio difficulty saying here, guys. We apologize for that. Um, so next up, we have our last Mighty Morphin Sentai. That's what I call these three um, Sentais. Um, ninja Sentai Kakuranger, which, which features a ninja theme. Duh. Um... It's all about um, five descendants of the great ninja taking up their family heritage to become kaku rangers and defend the world from the demonic yokai. It includes uh, Sudohime, ninja white, Sasuke, ninja red, Saizo, ninja blue, Seikai, ninja yellow, and the English-speaking American cowboy, Jiraiya, ninja black. And they're also later on in the show assisted by the um, ninja man. That's what um, that's what he's called. He doesn't have a human form. Um, now uh, this Sentai, as you can tell, was it was adapted. Um, mecha footage and monster suits were used for early episodes of Mighty Morphin Season Three, and it would be adapted more directly in the Mighty Morphin Alien Ranger Saga. Uh, Ninja Man was adapted into the character of Ninjor for uh, the um, uh, for Mighty Morphin Season 3. And then when they did the uh, Alien Ranger Saga, they used the uh, Cock and Ranger suits for the Alien Rangers. Um, so this one, uh, you know, looking back, this is probably my favorite of the Mighty Morphin Sentais because, uh, you know, this Sentai... So this Sentai actually took a very campy tone early on, and it's absolutely amazing. Oh, it's, it, it's very 60s Batman inspired. Yeah, li- like, there's literally scenes where, like, they're hitting enemies and you have words blasting out of the screen like the yeah. 19... like the Adam West Batman series.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know,
2: it takes a more serious tone in the second half of the show. Um, and I think that the transition was actually pretty good. Like, this is one Sentai where, you know, it gives a shift in tone, but I actually think it handled it good. Um, I uh, I wouldn't say that these... Uh, I think the reason why I like it... Well, I like the ninja theme, and, you know, there were a lot of really cool, memorable moments. I wouldn't say that the Kaku Rangers are the strongest team, but at the very least, you know, in the early C episodes, you can tell that they hate each other, and they have to learn to be more of a team. and That kind of touches me a bit. Uh, Jiraiya is probably my favorite. He's awesome. Um, But, uh, yeah, there's a... This is one where I can't quite go into that much detail because I just think it's a really good one. of the three Mighty Morphin Sentais, I would probably recommend this one the most.
4: Yeah, it's, it's not even close that this is the best of the three. I probably like this season more than most people tend to because i don't really see many people talk about kaku ranger online um but yeah the 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 character development amongst the team is a slow burn but it really peaks at the finale and absolutely oh and it it gets really really heavy too but yeah the transition from the lighter tone to the darker tone was very fluid and it had a lot to do with the introduction of Gasha Skull, who is Rito Rito's counterpart. Because I know that Rito is basically a Three Stooges character in Mighty Morphin, but in Cocker Ranger, his Sentai counterpart is the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. He he kills people for making jokes. So his intro his introduction to the season really shifted the tone of everything, and and it was. Like, after he shows up to the ending, it's one of the best Sentais I've seen, personally.
2: So. And I would honestly say that the main villain, I can't remember his name. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Um, he was adapted into Master Bile Season 3. Um, he's a pretty intimidating villain too, and might might actually be one of the most powerful villains in Sentai, considering how they have to defeat him. It's 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 probably because he had the most
4: direct like uh, direct interaction with the ranger team because the Cocker Rangers directly fought him what half a dozen times before the finale or something. Yeah. It's actually kind of impressive because you don't normally see main antagonists get that involved that often.
0: Uh, did you want to add anything, Anthony? I know you've seen this Sentai before. I think he's away at the moment. Okay.
5: Is he getting a smack?
4: Yeah, but I wasn't sure if he was back yet or not. Oh. All right. Um, he's no, no, I'm here.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I already got it already. No, you're good. Um, so, so, with Jariah? He is definitely. I, I agree with Nathan on this one. He is definitely one of my favorite uh, rangers in this season. Um, he had a really, really good focus episode at one point where it's just like something out of a freaking kung fu movie, and I just I'm all for it. Like I cannot say anything really bad about this by the season at all. Really, like it's just that good to me.
0: Yeah. It's kind of
2: funny how uh, this Sentai might be the least talked about um, of the three Mighty Morphin Sentais because I really think a lot more people should be talking about it. I mean, I think it's getting a little bit more recognition because they did get uh, the guy who played uh, Sasuke to uh, appear at a Power Morphicon recently. And I met him, by the way. He's awesome. Um, But... But I kind of wish that they people would give this Sentai a little bit more love because I do think it's better than both G Ranger and Kaku Ranger. So, Die Ranger, <laughs> no, no, G Ranger and Die Ranger. I'm sorry, I'm a little tired. Yeah, it's better than um, itself. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It's actually that good. You know, totally. <laughs> it's so good. It's better than itself. Um. So with that being said, uh, we're going to move on to the next Sentai. Chodiki Sentai O-Ranger. Now, one one thing to note is that this marks the 20th anniversary of Super Sentai, because starting with this season, um, so they announced ahead of time that this was going to be the 20th anniversary of Super Sentai, which means that officially, starting with this Sentai, both um, both uh, Go Ranger and Jaka are formally considered part of the franchise. Uh, this Sentai features geometric shapes as its theme. Sort of, kind of weird. Uh, I guess you could say that's the theme because of the visors on their helmets. But anyway, um, this season takes place in the near future, 1999. Uh, the near future, um, in the context of this Sentai, since it aired in 1995, um, where five soldiers from the United Air Force Overtech Hardware, or UAOH, are given superhuman powers to become O-Rangers and defend the world against the evil empire called the Baranoia Empire. And they later get joined by an ancient youth to um, who defeated them 600 million years ago. The Rangers include um, Goro Hoshino or O Red, um, Shohei Yo O Green, Yuji Mita, O Blue, Juri Nijou, O Yellow, Momo Maru, O Pink, and then Ricky, uh, King Ranger. Uh, he's considered a Black Ranger, by the way. I know that they call the um, the Six Ranger Gold in Zio, it was adapted into Power Ranger Zio, but uh. It's considered black in Sentai. A um, couple of notable things about this Sentai. Uh, first of all, uh, this Sentai would... And unfortunately, I don't have it pictured here in the slide, but um, this Sentai O-Ranger would feature a crossover movie with uh, Kaku Ranger, uh, Chodoki Sentai O-Ranger versus Kaku Ranger, uh, this had only been done once before with Jaka and Go Ranger, so this Sentai would start the yearly trend, which still continues to this day, by the way, where the uh, current Sentai will have a crossover with its predecessor. So, in this case, we had the O Ranger versus Kaku Ranger crossover, which, funnily enough, we did see in Power Rangers, since we have that two-part episode where uh, the uh, Zia Rangers fight with the Alien Rangers. This Sentai was originally written to be a bit more darker and epic, to celebrate 20 years of the franchise, but unfortunately, this was a year where a lot of really terrible things happened in Japan. There was a uh, sarin gas attack on the Japanese subways, which committed by a group of religious cultists, which resulted in eye deaths, and there was also a co Kobe Earthquake and as a result uh, O-Ranger was forced to kind of downplay the darker tones to make it seem less uh, close to home so there's so this Sentai ended up being kind of uh, inconsistent with its tone where in some episodes it's really dark and serious and in other episodes it's really lighthearted and when it is lighthearted it it goes full blown lighthearted there is a scene where the O-Rangers are trying to repair their damaged mechs the, the two ro- robos that they have at the time O-Ranger Robo, it was called the ZeO Megazord in Zio, and a Red Puncher, the Red Zord. they've been damaged and how are the O-Rangers trying to repair them? by having them dance around exercising yeah that's a thing I wish I could show it to you in this slide, but unfortunately (laughs) I can't. Um, That's how silly and lighthearted this season goes. And, you know, that kind of allows us to uh, transition into uh, our thoughts on Miss Sentai. Uh, I've seen it. Um, It just exists to me. I don't (laughs) hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
4: That's the best way to sum it up.
2: It exists that, do I hate it? No. And maybe, maybe someday I'll watch some of the episodes. Um, the, the one thing that I do like is that I do like how the villain... I do kind of like a little bit of a power struggle with the villains at the end. Because as you might recall in Power Rangers Zeo, there's a point where King Mondo gets destroyed. And then that guy Louis Kaboom takes over. There's a similar story in, uh, in O-Ranger, except... Uh, spoiler alert, in O-Ranger, King Mondo never comes back. Um, you know, I like that because, you know, I, I really love villain power. I don't know if I'm in the minority here or not, but I love villain power struggles. Like, I think villain organizations are much more interesting when they're kind of struggling to stay organized when the boss is dead and, like, everybody's kind of out to get each other in order to take I get, over.
4: I think you point back to Jet Man.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The whole... That's one of the reasons why I love the Jetman thing. So, but so I think that was good. It doesn't really happen, you know, uh, that much. Like in o Ranger, like it's only there for like a couple of episodes. Um, but yeah, aside from that, it just exists. I'm not. I don't hate it, but I don't like it either. Yeah. Like, you want to add anything else, Patrick? You know,
4: I can't. I can't
2: fully hate the season because
4: when the season was being written the way they intended it to be written, it was actually very engaging. The darker kind of sadistic approach to storytelling the season had going for it, in like what, the first seven or so episodes, and then like, the final 13 or so, because they kind of went back to that tone for the finale. It was good stuff, but it, then like, the middle part of the season was just uh, I wouldn't know if, I don't know if I'd call it unwatchable, but just compared to the stuff we had gotten before, it was it was not good. Not to mention the fact that King Ranger is, you can back me up on this, King Ranger is the worst Six Ranger.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can, until I, I mean, maybe that could change if I see some of these later Six Rangers, but at least as far as I see right now, yeah, I can, I can agree with that.
4: He's not always there. He doesn't. Patrick? Huh? I
5: can name a Six Ranger worse.
0: Who? Well, We're not
2: counting Power Ranger characters, Riz.
5: Oh, no, no. Talk about Sentai.
2: Oh, who's worse than that? You to talk about Star Ninja? <laughs> yes, I am, actually. <laughs> okay. well, I mean, well, Save uh, anything you want to say about Ninja <laughs> until we get to that, Riz.
4: I Let's not do that.
2: that um, Fine. Yeah, but.
4: Yeah, there's just nothing of note to this season, really. Like, like you said it perfectly, it just exists. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you can really say about it. Did you
0: want to add anything, Anthony?
3: I remember being so disappointed. Continuously watching this after, like, what, the seventh or eighth episode? I'm just like, what happened? I mean, I get it. I understand. Tragedy happens in real life. They would not want to, like, they didn't want to, I guess, turn off their audience or, like, be like, hey, like, what's all this dark and crazy stuff that's going on here? But I felt it was kind of like a, a bad timing, I'm mm-hmm. going to say. And some episodes were just too egregious. I'm like, why do they even make this? And I also agree with um, I think Patrick's. I think no, who, no, yeah. Patrick said that the uh, King Ranger is the worst. Yeah, he's definitely the worst in my first opinion. Like in his first introduction as King Ranger, he does some cool stuff, you know, like I guess, but then something really stupid happens, and it's like, wow. Zeo handled this way better than, <laughs> than freaking old Ranger. Oh wow, I was was that was, eh. that was terrible. Let, let me just stop talking before I before I go on a full tangent.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, this Sentai just exists. We're probably not going to cover it here on Toy Secrets. Um,
5: I don't want to watch it again anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, you,
5: you never know. Yeah, probably not. <laughs>
2: Uh, And by the way, uh, I'm not a big fan of the suits either. But that's just, but that's just my opinion. So not not really much else. The helmets, I guess. Apparently, uh, you know, a little bit of a fun fact. uh, I know that this is just this is unrelated, but apparently, Jason David Frank. Apparently, Jason David Frank didn't like the star on his helmet. Like he literally said in an interview that he hated the Zio suits. So that's just something I wanted to add.
5: I guess you know not want to be a Star Ranger.
2: Um, oh my Oh Lord, that was bad. Shut um,
5: up. <laughs>
4: really?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so next up we have uh Gekiso Sentai Aranger, Ranger. Which features a car theme. And it is about uh, five workers at a local garage giving getting powers from car-like constellations that allow them to become car rangers and defend the world from a villainous gang attempting to blow up the earth called the Bozok. They include a Kiyosuke Jinai, a red racer, Naoki Domon, blue racer, Minoru Uzu- Uezugi, I always have issues pronouncing his last name, a green racer, Natsumi Shinohara, yellow racer, Yoko Yoga, uh, Yagami Pink Racer. And they're also assisted by a robotic police officer called Signal Man, which has no uh, human form. Um, there's some other people, too. Like, there's this uh, one little girl who's, like, a huge fan of theirs that creates her own white racer suit. You can see here in the photo. Um, and then there's um, the VRV master who uh, gives them access to a uh, vehicle's um, uh, if you've seen Power Rangers Turbo, which is what it was adapted into, you know. Um he was adapted into the Phantom Ranger, and even though he uh, the Phantom Ranger is considered a Ranger in uh in Power Rangers, the VRV Master isn't considered a hero, which is actually one of the re- which is actually why you don't see a Ranger key for him in Gokaicher. When there but there is a Ranger key for Signal Man. Um so this Sentai it was actually made um You know, they kind of, you know, help, you know, lighten up the tone. Um, In Japan, given what happened the previous year, uh, they made Car Ranger more lighthearted and more of an all-out parody of Super Sentai, which made it very well-received. And the photo where you can see all six of the uh, Car Rangers uh, here, that's actually one of the parody tones, because, like, all The main five car rangers all turn to the camera, like, doing the pose, and then Signalman's there, and he's all like, oh, wait, I have to do this too? And then he, like, clumsily, you know, holds his fist up. Um, the way that they make the monsters grow is that they have to feed them food from a certain restaurant, and it can only be that restaurant. That is so perfect that it, you know, just... Just not to make sense, and oh, and you know, if you've seen Car Ranger, you'll Turbo Power Rangers Turbo, then you'll see that there's a lot of funny episodes, and it doesn't work out as best in Turbo because Turbo was trying to be serious, but in Car Ranger, it is perfect. And this Sentai has no business being as good as it is, but it is. Like this is one that I heavily recommend.
4: Oh yeah, for it also has. A genuinely good love story in it too, with uh, Red Racer and uh, her name escaped me, but you know who I'm talking about. I do. I can't remember her name though. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's not like Power Ranger where you can tell they were just trying to force out episodes. It, this, is, this is yeah, it's it's a parody. It's 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 a Kiba Ranger before a Kiba Ranger, essentially. <laughs> um, but S- Signal Man was the show stealer for me. Honestly, he yeah, he was like he was like playing everything so straight with how goofy the whole premise of the season was. Him playing everything so straight, it just made him like. The, the thing to watch this season for, but yeah, it has a lot of heart to it for it being such a goofy season. And a lot of the jokes do have payoff too, like mentioning the whole that they need to eat a certain type of food to grow, but if they eat it, that same uh, food item from another restaurant makes them shrink. And that was just kind of like put in as like a throwaway joke in one episode, but then later in the season, it actually has payoff. <laughs> which genuinely caught me by surprise. So the writing is actually pretty genius in it, also. So it it is definitely worth watching it.
0: Yeah, do you want to? Have you seen this one, Anthony, all the way through? We have Anthony here. All the way through. Yes. Okay. Yeah, um. Game. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, hold on. Game me now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've
3: seen the show all the way through. Um, I definitely remember fondly of this show. Um. Definitely a fan favorite. Funny, it had me just laughing my ass off. I love it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, that said, uh, let's
2: move on to the uh, next Sentai. Um, Dingy Sentai Mega Ranger. Uh, This Sentai features an electronic device theme, as well as kind of a video game theme. Um, it revolves around five high school students who are brought together by a secret organization to use virtual technology to combat interdimensional an interdimensional threat called the Neji-Raja?
4: Neji-Raja.
2: Neji-Raja, right. I don't, I, don't blame um, you. I don't know how to pronounce that, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um... The five include a uh, Kenta Date, Mega Red, Koichiro Indo, uh, Mega Black, Shun Namiki, Mega Blue, Chisato Jogasaki, Mega Yellow, Miku Imamura, Mega Pink. And they later get joined by one of the workers for their organization, uh, Yusaku Hayakawa, Mega Silver. Uh, first Sentai to feature a Silver Ranger, by the way, which is. Um, probably the most common Sixth Ranger color nowadays. Um, it was adapted into Power Rangers in space. A thing to note is that starting with Episode 8 of this Sentai, Super Sentai was moved from Friday nights to Sunday mornings on the TV channel uh, TV Asahi. It still airs there to this day, and with the change in time slot, the episodes were extended from 20 minutes to 25 minutes. Um as you can see on the bottom, sec- bottom right, um, this Sentai did feature um, a full team power-up transformation. Um, they all have this uh, gold chest armor? Uh, this only appeared in the uh, Mega Ranger versus Car Ranger movie. I-, I haven't seen it. I just I I've seen uh, footage of it, but I haven't seen that movie. Um, so no. this is why it doesn't appear in Power Rangers in Space. Um, but, um so with that said, um, you know, with Power Rangers in space, so uh, with uh, Mega Ranger unfor- um, Mega Ranger is unfortunately a victim of circumstances that it has no control over, um, which is why I don't want to be mean to it, but you know, he, here's the dilemma with Mega Ranger. It was adapted into this Power Ranger season that a good chunk of the fan base considers the greatest of all time. I'm pretty sure all four of us consider Power Rangers in Space our favorite season. Oh yeah. So yeah. when you go into that season, when you go into Mega Ranger, you have high expectations. So if we're gonna like you know talk about like Tokus like Tokusatsu shows. Power Rangers in Space is like getting a steak and lobster dinner. So you go into Mega Ranger and you want a steak and lobster dinner, but instead you get a hamburger. Now, it's not a bad hamburger. It's not like a terrible McDonald's hamburger. It's like a gourmet burger that you get at like some local Mama and Papa's restaurant. Is it bad? No. Is it, do, in fact, you might even enjoy it. It's pretty good. It tastes really good. But when you compare that to what you thought you were going to get... You can't help but feel disappointed. And that's exactly what Mega Ranger is. I like this Sentai. I think that mm. the Mega Ranger characters are all interesting characters. I can't think of a single character that I don't like. Um, well, okay, Mega Silver is kind of mad at me, but <laughs> I don't know. But I don't hate him. I And the villains are okay, interesting characters, but again you compare them to how amazing the in-space villains are, especially when you compare uh, Ecliptor to... Uh, I can't Uganda. remember what that... Yeah, Uganda, Uganda right. Um, it's like, this season is just completely overshadowed by its Power Rangers counterpart, And I hate it, because it's not a bad Sentai, but... <laughs> it's all... It's hard to not compare it to Power Rangers in space, and I feel guilty that I make that comparison, but I, I mean, can't help it.
4: I mean, you're going to want to make... Everybody tries to compare a Power Ranger season to a Sentai counterpart because it's... You know, they are using the same source material and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's a fair comparison, and I, I do it too. Um, and it's kind of one of the reasons why... Yeah, the season isn't quite as good. I mean, even if even if you judge it on its own merits, the Core Five Rangers are probably the maybe the best in the entire series. Like, I, I would go that far in saying that. The Absolutely. Um, but outside of that, the story doesn't really start until like episode thirty something when the Neji Rangers show up, which is the the season's equivalent to the Psycho Rangers. They don't once they show up, that's when the story really starts, and that's well like three-fourths into the season. And then the villains don't really have any depth until five minutes until the season ends. Yeah. Dr. Hitler, who's the main antagonist of the season, literally he spills his origin motivation and all that stuff. when he's practically dying. <laughs> in the final episode <laughs> so the, there's, there's a lot of uh, dropped balls in that regard but I, I still say it's worth watching just solely because of the core five rangers they really hold this show up on their own
2: I think they do a good job like the high school element of the show I think is really good oh yeah I, I definitely like that
4: that's something it beats in space on for sure.
2: <laughs> well, they kind of they kind of dropped the high school element of in space. Like <laughs> that's why I say that. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you want to add anything, uh, Anthony, to this one?
3: Commentary on this? Uh, I still like. I, I actually did like it a lot. Still not. Still not. Like, I still like in space more. But for me, it's like. I don't know. I'm just so used to it in space, but then you watch Mega Ranger, you're just like, "Oh wow, they actually do the the high school cigarette anything a lot better than most um, Ranger series I've seen." So you know, that's my personal opinion. the
0: The only the
2: only thing I will say that I kinda that Mega Ranger does just maybe a little bit better is how they end the uh, the um. The Neji Ranger and Psycho Ranger saga,
1: because
2: yes, the, okay, the, the Neji Ranger and Psycho Ranger saga are both effectively like the same story. Like you have this evil team of rangers and they're battling against the our main team of rangers, but they're secretly just being used as a scheme by the main villain to kill his boss. Um, I don't want to spoil how that ends because I think get. I think we can agree that since in space is our favorite season, we're probably going to have to cover this season on the podcast at some point. Um, I, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody, and not Riz either, but I do, uh, I do think that the way that, especially the last episode of the Neji Ranger saga, I think that plot's handled a little bit better in Mega yeah, Ranger. And, I
4: th- and, in, and in hindsight, I feel like that really really would have made the ending to insane. Would space a lot more impactful
2: to if yeah. they had
4: gone if they had taken the Mega Ranger approach with that
2: and and I don't want us to I don't want to give any spoilers we can't really give much details but uh, you know I mean we'll we'll have to see how Riz thinks about it when we check the Sentai out so just keep in mind what we're talking about here Riz um, sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh. All right, next up, we have Seiju Sentai Gingaman, which features a classical elements theme. It was adapted into Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, Um, and it revolves around, but it is nothing like Lost Galaxy. Um, It revolves around five warriors from a hidden forest who are chosen as the new warriors for their forest called Gingaman, but they get separated from their home when an evil pirate gang called the Balbon invades Earth. And they must protect the world from the ball bomb while trying to find a way home. The Rangers include uh, Ryoma, Ginga Red, Hayate, Ginga Green, Goki, Ginga Blue, Hikaru, Ginga Yellow, Saya, Ginga Pink. And later on, they get joined by Ryoma's older brother, who was originally supposed to be Ginga Red before he uh, got separated from the Rangers. Very similar to uh, the Element of Lost Galaxy. Uh, Ryo's older brother, Hyuga, who becomes the Black Knight. Uh, fun fact about Hyuga, he was actually played by the same guy that played Sasuke, Ninja Red, and Kaku Ranger. Uh, this is the first Sentai to feature a full-team power-up transformation in the series. Um, as you can see on the left um, side of this, uh, we have the uh, lights. Uh, they're called the Lights of Ginga in uh, Gingaman. Man. Um, they're... Uh, the uh, called the lights of Orion and Lost Galaxy, so not really much of a difference. Um, so, um, you know, not many people talk about this Sentai, many people find it to be boring. I have a completely different opinion of this Sentai. I think it's better than Lost Galaxy, and I don't like I I have never jumped, like, I have never jumped on the whole idea that Lost Galaxy is like one of the greatest things in Power Rangers like everybody makes it out to be I don't hate it but it was just never my cup of tea even as a kid I remember not being super into Lost Galaxy I love Gingaman I love the classical elements theme of it I think the whole villain dynamic with like you know having the four different generals was cool
5: uh oh you're Um, starting to fight you're starting to fight one of our viewers on the Twitch is saying, uh, "Bro, Lost Galaxy is one of the best." Okay, um, I mean, one of our new Lost- followers, Henry Fdz.
0: Okay, just, just give okay, Henry.
2: You can do that. Okay, I'm not insulting Lost Galaxy. I still think it's a good season, just not one of the best. That's all. Um, yes.
0: I mean, I, I they, don't hate it.
5: To me, Lost Galaxy. I don't want to say top 10, because that's not correct. I'd say more like top 7. It falls in there. Uh,
2: um, i put it into a tier of seasons where I give it like a B plus rating, because like they put effort into it. It's made by people who clearly care and want to do it good. I just don't think all the efforts hit bullseyes.
5: Yeah, like, no, I agree. There's some stuff that did yeah. that was
4: flatlined yeah. a bit. The, the two things that really killed Lost Galaxy for me just, just to kind of bring this thing to a close, is the the uh, the Lost Galaxy arc was a mess, and as cool as the space station idea was, it kind of roped them into a couple of holes that kind of broke the illusion a little bit, which Gingaman doesn't have to suffer with because it's on Earth. <laughs> so, uh... Like, how
2: are the lights of Orion on Terra Venture?
4: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> that makes no sense. No matter how much
2: you The think world, about we it. never know.
4: Yeah. <laughs> this This ancient power source is located on what's probably an artificial biodome on a space station. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs>
5: As for oh, Game Man, man I. the I... power Rangers logic 101. <laughs>
2: I love the, you know, I love the classical element theme all all the Rangers have power over classical elements, and I think it's awesome. Um, I think all of the I think you know, we get some good care like I think the character development for Rioma red is actually a little bit better than Leo now, I think Leo is well handled, but I think. With Ryoma, they really do a good job at like you know him wanting to live up to his brother's legacy, and especially at the end. I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's a point where um, he where his test to see if he really is good without his brother is put to the test, and I think it works out perfectly. I love the um, I love the other Rangers, not all of them. Uh, Well, okay, I, I love everyone except Hikaru. Ginga Yellow, Ginga Yellow is super annoying. I hate him, but, <laughs> but but if I take him out of the picture, it's fine. And he's and and I don't hate. He's not bad enough to like ruin the show for me. He's just kind of annoying, but I can tolerate him because there's five other people that are awesome. Um, uh, my favorite will probably be Ginga Blue, just because yep. I think he's just. Uh, I don't know. He's just so likable. You can't hate him. Uh, yeah. That there's not much else I can really. I can't go into much detail because I just like I really love like the classical elements thing, theme of it, and like you know there are elements of the story that I feel like. Cool. I just feel like this season like hits me on a personal level that I can't explain, and that's why I enjoy it. I do think it's better than Lost Galaxy, and but hey, I don't hate Lost Galaxy, but I think this one is better. Yeah. I think
4: Gingham Man doesn't really do anything like groundbreaking or like super noteworthy. It's just solid from start to finish. Um, the plot has a good couple of twists and turns here and there.
0: The characters are well written. But, you know, it's not like Jetman or you know,
4: Shinkenger where it does Really wild and new ideas, but what we got is just good solid
0: writing. It works.
3: Did you want to add anything, uh, Anthony? Um, like what? Well, like y'all said, I really enjoy um, Ganga Man, and I'm not actually. I do like Lost Galaxy in. Most regards, like, like like you said, the the Lights of Orion thing was really dumb. I'm not going to lie. That story was just so stupid. But other than that, I mean, you know, that's it, really.
4: I, I probably will give Lost Galaxy this over Gingham Man. There's a part of me that actually likes the original Magna Defender more than the original Black Knight before he was replaced.
2: I can sympathize with that. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I can. I understand. I I think Magna Defender was a little bit more tragic. Yeah. Absolutely. And one other thing that doesn't make sense just to do this, like um, you know, they copy a lot of episodes. Like like Lost Galaxy copies a lot of the plots from the Gingaman Man fillers, especially in the lights of Orion Saga. Another one that doesn't make any sense. There's an episode where the Pink Ranger. It's a. It's an episode where um where they're looking for the lights of Orion and or the lights of Ginga in Gingaman's case. The, both episodes are exactly the same. Where there's an actress filming a movie that looks exactly like the Pink Ranger, and then she gets hurt, and then the Pink Ranger has to fill in. It makes sense in Gingaman because it's being filmed on Earth. How are they filming a movie on Terra Venture? <laughs> Why can't they film a movie on film- *Terra Vencer*? That just seemed weird to me. Like filming, like you're a space colony and yet you you're investing some of your money into filming a movie. They're like, who's gonna see the movie? I mean, um, like,
5: they can transit the movie back to Earth. That's not a problem.
2: Okay, I, mean, I know that just seemed like a really weird priority on a space colony for me. Yeah.
5: Well, I mean, okay, so not to get into a Lost Galaxy review, but like. The way I view a colony like that is they're their own self-sufficient community. They're not just there to be a colony. They have to also have, like, some humanity of the arts, and Mm -hmm. movie making is an art. Like, if you're just there doing technical and STEM work, you're going to get burnt out. You have to have something fun to go with it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of support them having, um, and then okay. yeah, I
2: guess I can see that. And then
4: and then compare it to the other season that's trapped in a dome. There's no reason for mob mentality to be important. This I can get. I can I can let this slide.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys have convinced me. Okay, but they're I can see this. that.
5: That's a different story. Mm, are
2: cheap though.
0: Well, anyway, let's uh
2: let's move on um, definitely QQ mm-hmm. Sentai go go five um, which features an emergency rescue theme this season revolves around the five tatsumi siblings uh once again, all the rangers are uh siblings in this um in this season uh they're all working in emergency services they get. Reunited with their estranged father, who gives them weapons he was designing to battle against an evil family of demons called the Saima clan. They include, uh, ma- um, and uh, it's from uh, oldest to uh, youngest here. Uh, Matoy, go red, Nagare, go blue, Sho, go green, Daimon, ta- um, go yellow, and Matsuri, go pink. I know what you're thinking. Why is uh, the Silver Ranger, not pictured here. Well, that's because the Silver Ranger does not exist in Sentai. Um,
5: Titanium Ranger, thank you very much.
2: Well, he would have been called Go Silver in a... (laughs) a, uh, Go Go 5. There was a suit actually created for the character, Go Silver, but it got scrapped due to budget issues, but then they later... um, Well, they didn't make the suit, they designed it, but then they actually made the suit here in the U.S. to become the Titanium Ranger. And Lightspeed so, Rescue.
5: So just to answer the question in the uh, audience chat, um, Henry, Titanium Ranger is a fully American invention. So in the Japanese counterpart, Qq Sentai Gogo 5, we didn't actually have a Titanium Ranger. That's an American thing only, so it's only yeah. in uh, Lightspeed Rescue. I have to think what the name of the season was in America, God.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gogo 5 <laughs> was the last season to not have a sixth ranger or extra edition in any way.
2: Well, there was kind of a ranger-like figure in a in the movie. I don't have him pictured here because I never watched the movie, but uh but that's it. Um You know, GoGo 5 is uh, have you um uh well, GoGo go Five is weird for me because here's the thing: I grew up with Lightspeed Rescue. Like, Lightspeed Rescue was probably like my favorite show when I was when I was a kid. So, I grew up with go in with GoGo Five, and it's good. I like it. I I do think that they do a good jo- a better job with the emergency rescue gimmick because there's like multiple episodes where they really do emphasize like the Rangers having to go in and like save people from like a burning building or something. I think they do that a little bit better in Lightspeed Rescue. Uh, And Go-Go 5. Um,
0: My problem, though, is that... Well... I mean, first
2: of all... I mean... Well, first, I mean, the lack of the Titanium Ranger is noticeable for me. I know I shouldn't judge it by that, but the the Titanium Ranger is one of my favorite characters in Power Rangers, so I'm going to notice that, unfortunately. That's understandable. but I, think the, but I think one of the problems I have um, so all, all five of the characters, well okay not all five of them, Go Yellow is kind of annoying, I don't care for Daimon that much um, the other four are pretty cool um, I probably like Go Green, uh, Show the best I think he sees the most development which is funny because his Power Rangers counterpart Joel is also probably the most developed in Lightspeed Rescue um, I, I think my bigger problem, though, is, like, how the ending works, because, like, Lightspeed Rescue definitely has the better ending here, because, like, they actually have to physically battle the main villain, Queen Bansheera. They don't do that in GoGo go 5 um, Well, they do, but then, like, they defeat her, and then she starts reviving the previous villains. Like, I pointed this out when we reviewed Lightspeed Rescue on the Otaku Sentai DigiRanger channel in the penultimate episode, um, where, um, in the penultimate episode, where, uh, um, where they battle against the, uh, super versions of, a uh, Diabolico and, uh, Olympias, and they defeat them, that's the final battle in GoGo 5. I, 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 I'm sorry that I'm spoiling that, but I already pointed that out in the DigiRanger channel. So... <laughs> That just doesn't seem as great of a final battle as what we got in Lightspeed Rescue. I love Lightspeed Rescue's final battle. Like Patrick, have you seen this Sentai all the way through now? We've only seen half of it. Okay. so Yeah, I'm... Uh, and uh, unfortunately, we can't ask Anthony, because unfortunately, Anthony had to uh, log off. Um, uh, he, he's fine, everybody. We just wanted to point that out. Um, but, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would still recommend watching this Sentai. It's good. I, I don't, I still kind of conflict whether I would call it better than Lightspeed Rescue or not, because I, I, if I call Lightspeed Rescue better, it's for very selfish reasons, but it's a good Sentai, make no mistake. I would definitely recommend it. And hopefully Patrick can recommend it fully when he's seen the whole thing all the way through. But, Mm -hmm. um. Alright, next up, we have uh, Mirai Sentai Time Ranger, which features a time travel theme. Uh, this is one of those Sentais where if you've seen the Power Rangers version, then you pretty much already know the this one, because uh, Power Rangers Time Force copies this Sentai a lot. <clears throat> um, in this Sentai, four cadets from the time police of the 30th century chase a gang of criminals into the present. They team up with a rich youngster to become Time Rangers. And they later get... And later a sixth Time Ranger shows up who's a former and different classmate of the rich youngster. The four cadets include Yuri, time pink, ISA, time blue, Domon, time yellow, neon, time green. The rich guy is Tatsuya Asami, time red, and his counterpart and his uh, his um. Classmate is a uh, Naoto Takizawa, Time Fire. <clears throat>
0: um so uh
2: I've uh, I'm, pro- I'm I'm the only one who's seen Time Ranger. Uh I know Anthony's seen a couple of episodes, but he hasn't seen it all the way through. I've seen the first so, one or two. So uh This season is great. This is probably my favorite season that was adapted into a Power Rangers season. I really enjoy it. Um, People are probably going to ask the million dollar question, is this better or worse than Time Force? And I can tell you this right now, I've been debating that question for seven years in my head, and I do not know. I cannot give a solid answer. I could debate... Whether I like this one or Time Force in my head for 10 hours, and all I would have done is just given myself a major headache. From what, like, I've heard,
5: what are you trying to answer?
2: Which is better?
4: Oh, yeah, I don't know. From from what I've heard from people who have seen both, people say that Time Force has the better villains, but Time Ranger has the better cast of rangers.
5: So I can definitely understand that, because the villains in Time Force are amazing. But then we have some of the weaker characters on the Ranger side, like Lucas and, sorry, Nate, but Kate is kind of weak as well as a character to me.
2: Well, when it comes to, like, the stronger characters, like, that's debatable. So, like, when it comes to Wes, when it comes to the Red and Sixth Rangers, now, I personally prefer Wes and Eric. I do like Tatsuya and Naoto, and if someone were to come up to me and tell me that they prefer... Nabuto and Tatsuya to Eric and Wes. I won't. I won't be mad at them. I can. I can accept that opinion. I mean, it's like someone telling me that they like Time Force more than Power Rangers in space. I don't agree, but I can. But that's a perfectly acceptable opinion to have. Um, Pink, They're both about equal. Jen and Yuri are both really great characters. Um, I think that's the more important question, and you answered it for me. Thank you.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, uh, green, um, I I definitely prefer Trip to Sion. Sion's probably my least favorite. He's just boring. I don't remember him doing much. Um Yellow is weird because they're both completely different characters, because yellow is male in Time Ranger and Yellow is great in Time Ranger. I love Domon. I think he has a really great story. I like Katie. I can understand Wes. Uh, I can understand uh, you know what Riz is telling me that uh, you know um, that she's kind of weak. So I don't know. I just like Katie for like the energy that she gives and like all the positive vibes. I just think she's fun mm-hmm. on a personality level but
0: she's
5: fine but what true impact does he have besides having a bubbly personality? I mean, I guess in
2: that regard, I would have to say that a uh, yellow is better in Time Ranger. Yeah, Yoman is better. I mean, and as for the Blue Ranger, there is absolutely no contest. ISA is like my favorite loose in Time Ranger. Like he, he takes Lucas, breaks Lucas's back over his knee, and throws Lucas's dead body into the I ocean. Mean, I mean, like, Lucas, even compared to other Blue Rangers, isn't very high on the list this anyway,
5: Luke <laughs> yeah, look, look is one of the weaker blues that we've seen in all almost 30 seasons of this now. Mm-hmm.
2: So I guess there. So I guess you could almost say that it's kind of even because I said that I prefer three of these Time Ranger, three Time Force Rangers to their Sentai counterparts. I like pink, I like one of them about equally, and then Time Ranger has blue and yellow have the ups on their counterparts and from Time Force. So they're about equal there. The The one thing that Time Ranger does better, and I can't give spoilers because, you know, but I think Time Force has a better way of, like, tells a better, like, overarching story because... So here's the thing, Time Ranger, no, no. not Time Force has great character arcs. Like, you know, you have the ongoing story arcs with Wes and Eric and, you know, Jen, like with the romance stories, and then you have the villain stories, like with Rancic and his whole thing. But the thing about Time Force is that a lot of major things, like Flax breaking away from Rancic and like... You know, Frax releasing that giant dragon robot after the Rangers, which causes Alex to come back. And then, you know, Frax building another robot at the end that, you know, when battling with the Q Rex, causes all those portals to show up in the sky. All that stuff is just stuff that it just happens. There's no buildup to it, it just happens. In Time Ranger, and I'm not going to spoil anything, the, that like, the ending with, like, those vortexes showing up in the sky, that's, like, the final end game of, like, a plan that is built up to throughout the series. And it's perfect payoff, if that makes sense. So, Time Ranger probably handles the story better. Time Force does have the better villains. Rancic is an amazing villain. And Rancic doesn't have a Sentai counterpart, by the way. Um... The main villain in a uh, time ranger is uh Don Del Nero whose suit was used for gluto who funnily enough was a comic relief villain in time force. Um, so yeah, I, I can't decide whether I like this better than time force or if I like time force better than this. And hopefully when we review it, uh, that's one of the reasons why this might be the biggest I'm looking forward to reviewing on the show, because maybe you guys can help me decide which one is better when we check <laughs> it out. Cause I can't, because I
0: desperately need some help with that.
2: Yeah. I'm down to help. Yeah. With that said, let's move on to the Sentai that was adapted into Riz's very favorite Power Ranger season.
5: Denied. Declined. <laughs> move on.
2: Hyakuju <laughs> <laughs> Sentai Gal Ranger, uh Which features an animal theme. It was adapted into Power Rangers Wild Force. This is once again another season where, if you've seen the Power Ranger season, then you ba- you know the basic story to this. Um, five young adults are recruited by power animals to become the next generation of Gal Rangers and defend the world against the evil Orgs. And yes, they are called Orgs in Gal Ranger too.
5: No, um, no hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, Henry, no, I hate Wild Force with a burning passion. and sarcasm. Probably- It's probably one of my least favorite seasons. The only thing worse to me than Wild Force. It's probably operates in Overdrive and uh, Ninja Steel. That's the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, like no, I I hate Wild Force with a bloody pass and sorry, that was sarcasm on our part. (laughs) I I had to set the record straight because I can't let people think I like this thing. That's just increases <laughs> error, and it just makes you look bad. <laughs> you take this personal.
0: Personal, I can't. No,
5: I hate Wall Force. It was so bad. Please never make me watch it again. But we also <laughs> have agreed to review it at some point just to get, let me rant and rave. But so I have to watch it again for that. But yeah. Um,
0: Okay, so with that said,
2: um, so the rangers include uh, Kakeru Shishi, Gao Red, Gaku Washio, Gao Yellow, Kai Samezu, Gao Blue, Satoru Ushigome, Gao Black, Sai Taiga, Gao White, and then they later get joined by Tsukimaru Ogami, Gao Silver. A couple of notable things. Uh, first of all, the, a really important uh, milestone for this is that for the first time in, pa- in Super Sentai, uh, during the opening credits, the Sixth Ranger, in this case Gao Silver, is given their own slot in the opening credits. In all previous seasons, the Sixth Ranger was only lightly credited. Um, and, and um, like You would see his actor credited like when they're showing the guest stars. Um, lists, and you would see all their mechas, and sometimes you would see them in Ranger form, like in, Me- like in Mega Ranger, when they brought on Mega, they- you would see Mega Silver riding on his motorcycle in the uh, opening credits, and uh, in Time Ranger, uh, they showed a they took a shot of a time fire performing his finishing move and um so, but they never received their full slots until now it's the first Sentai to introduce the... Unfortunately, I don't have this pictured, but it's the first Sentai to introduce the concept of auxiliary mechs. If you've seen Wild Force, then you know what we're talking about, where they have mechs that like are strictly to like be like arm attachments, or like new weapon formations for the main mechs. That's now one of the most common staples in Super Sentai to date. This Sentai uh, featured the uh, marked the 25th anniversary of Super Sentai, and as such, it featured a special movie called Super Sentai vs. Ver- uh, Super Sentai. It initially featured the re- a team of Sentai Rangers called the Dream Sentai, which you can see in the bottom right-hand corner here, where they got Big One from Jaka, Red Falcon from Live Man, <clears throat> uh, Mega Pink from Mega Ranger, Ginga Blue from Gingaman, Man, and Go Yellow from... Uh, from uh, GoGo5. They all appeared outside of Ranger form. And then all previous Red Sentai Rangers from Aka Ranger all the way to Time Red appear, although they only appear briefly, and they only appear in the suit. You know, I don't... I've seen Gal Ranger all the way through... I don't recommend it, and lucky for you, Riz, I don't think I really want to revisit it and review it here on the podcast. I'm going to spare you from that. Um, uh, the, the only real difference is, is that um, the Red Ranger in this one is not a jungle boy. He's a vet. And funnily enough, he's not boring, actually. like He's just boring. He's not as annoying as Cole. I think Cole was one of the worst rangers ever, by the way. Um, but uh the villain dynamic is a little different too. Like um like it like in Wild Force it's just Master Org, you know, ruling over it, but in Gal Ranger, like they change the different um generals like for a walk like early on it's the eye guy, the retinax, and then later on you get the n- nose guy. He was adapted into Nazor. And then you get the mouth dude. I think it Mandalock. I can't remember what they were calling Gala Ranger, and I don't care enough to look it up. I, I, now, the Gala Ranger versus Super Sentai movie is amazing. I do love that one. It's probably everything that once a Ranger from Operation Overdrive should have been, with how, you know, kind of having the, uh, you know, Rangers, uh, you know, kind of doubt their abilities, and then you get like an Elder Team to like impart some wisdom onto them. But Gal Ranger as a season, I'm just not a fan of it. We're probably not going to cover it here on the show.
5: Good. Thank God. Yep. I can sleep well at night now.
2: Hmm. Uh, next up, we have Nimpu Sentai Hurricanger, which was adapted into Ninja Storm. Features a ninja theme, it's pretty similar to uh, Ninja Storm. Uh, three misfit students from the Hayatai Way Ninja Academy become Hurricangers to battle against evil space ninjas called the Jakanja. These three inco- include Yosuke Shinai, Hurricane Red, Nanami Nono, Hurricane Blue, and Kota Bitou, Hurricane Yellow. They later get joined by uh, ninjas from opposing, from an opposing school, who Call themselves the Dinko Seika Go Riger. Uh, their adopted brothers, uh, Ikou Kasumi Kabuto Riger, he's crimson, and his younger brother Ishu Kuwaga Riger, uh, Navy. And then they also get joined by uh, <clears throat> the ultimate ninja of ninja, Shurikenger, who's the Green Ranger. And unlike in Ninja Storm, the Green Ranger does not, well, okay. The Green Ranger does appear in many different human forms, but those are just disguises. The Green Ranger doesn't have an actual consistent human form. In fact, that's actually the reason why in Ninja Storm, you might remember in Ninja Storm, like all the Rangers, like at least the three Wind Rangers and the Thunder Rangers, all of their helmets had retractable visors, but for some reason Cam's helmet doesn't. Well, that was because... There was no human form for his Sentai counterparts. Um, and, you know, I uh, I like this a lot better than Ninja Storm. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't hate Ninja Storm. I think it's pretty good. There's some good elements. Uh, Cam makes that series worth watching to me. Um, I probably prefer this to Ninja Storm because it actually... Well, first of all, the villains are a lot better. Can't go into much detail there, but... Uh, but um, other than that, uh, you know, I think that this has a much more serious and darker tone compared to Ninja Storm, which tried to be a little bit more funny and comedic. So I definitely prefer this to Ninja Storm. Definitely recommend this one. I would definitely say that we're going to check this one out on the podcast at some point. Not, not a priority for me, but I would like to check it out. Um, Next up, we have Bakuryu Sentai Ranger, um, Dinosaur theme. Uh, this one is not like Dino Thunder at all. In fact, funnily enough, there's an episode of Dino Thunder that literally points out just how different this show is from Dino Thunder. It's a really amazing episode. Um, it's all about uh, three young adults teaming up with a warrior from Dino Earth, which is a parallel dimension where dinosaurs live. They travel there to survive extinction. They team up with a group of dinosaurs called the Bakuryu to protect the real world from the evil evil Evolians. They include Ryoga Hakua, Abar Red, Yukito Sanjo, Abar Blue, Ranru Izuki, Abar Yellow. Then there's the warrior from Dino Earth, Abar Black. They later run into a rival Mikoto Nakadai, Abar Killer. Um, there's an ally of theirs, Emery. Something I can't remember her. She creates her own suit to become Abar Pink, but that's very clearly not an actual Ranger suit. Um, uh, this is a Sentai that I de- might actually be on my must-see list. This is definitely in my top ten. Um, I enjoy it. I like Dino Thunder, too. I probably prefer this one to Dino Thunder. Um. Pardon me. Um. <clears throat> but Both series are both very different, and they're both good in their own right, so... I prefer this to Dino Thunder. Now, if someone were to tell me that they like Dino Thunder more than this Sentai, um, I would... I, I would be fine with that. I mean, Dino Thunder has its own appeal, because, you know, like... The Black Ranger here is just another Black Ranger. While in Dino Thunder, it's literally Tommy—you know, a legend. So, you know, it's a big difference.
1: Um, I would, uh,
2: I would highly recommend this. Um, and yeah, this is definitely this is probably my favorite dinosaur Sentai. You know, there's four dinosaur Sentai. Believe it or not, this one is probably one that I would definitely recommend. Unfortunately, Anthony's not here to back me up, but I know he would. Um, next up Tokusou Sentai Die Ranger. I mean, Dekaranger. Ranger. Why did I say Die Ranger? Dang. <laughs> Sorry. This season features a police theme. It's pretty similar to SPD, it's about the five members of the Earth branch of Special Police Dekaranger. Ranger. Which is what SPD stands for in Deca Ranger, um, to defend the world against alien criminals. The five include uh, Bon Akaza, Deca Red, Hoji Tomasu, Deca Blue, Sinichi uh, Sin uh, Inari, Deca Green, Jasmine Raymond, Deca Yellow, and Umeko Kudo, Deca Pink. They later get joined by, a, by one of the elite members of Deca Ranger. Um, Ketsu Ira, who becomes Deka Break, that's the uh, white he was adapted into the Mega Ranger into the Omega Ranger. Um, and the Omega Ranger does have a human form in this Sentai. Unfortunately, Disney was incredibly cheap and didn't want to give enough money to hire another actor. <clears throat> There's also their mentor, Doggy Kruger. Yes, that's also his name in uh in a uh, Deca Ranger. He becomes Deca Master. Their lab assistant, Swan Shiratori. Deca Swan. She only appears in two episodes, similar to how the Cat Ranger only appears in one episode. There's also two additional Deca Rangers to bring this whole thing up to ten. Um, making this the first Sentai to feature more additional Rangers beside the besides the sixth Ranger um, in the upper right-hand corner, we have pardon me, uh, Deka Bright, who's like a mentor to Dekka Break, only appears in one episode. And then Dekka Gold, who only appears in the movie, and even then for just uh, two seconds. Um, this Sentai is the only Sentai to win the Sei-Un Award, which is a Japanese media prize that goes to the best science fiction work of the year. So that's a pretty impressive feat um as for this sentai uh i know that patrick's seen a couple of episodes and couldn't get into it um yeah is that right patrick yeah
4: i watched probably about 10 and it didn't really feel like it had much of a story does that continue
2: yeah that's definitely the case um so in Deck Aranger, um in SPD, they have a more ongoing story. And it's not just that, but uh, they have a main villain, Emperor Grum. Uh, Emperor Grum is not in Deck Aranger. Um he's, uh, he's a completely American-made villain. The closest thing that the show has to a main villain is Agent Abrera, who was adapted into Broodwing. But even then, I mean, most of the villains are just freelance. And I get what they're trying to do you know they're making it more of a police theme so like there's no overarching plot and every episode is just the case of the day but i probably prefer spd because you know i think spd well first of all spd has much better characters i like i like the Decker <laughs> rangers they're all fun characters but sky is my favorite blue ranger ever and yes. Og doesn't even hold a candle to um to sky Og's kind of pathetic actually um so like the <clears throat> there are a couple of things that this one has better like obviously it's cool that you know the sixth ranger has a human form and he can be an actual character as opposed to a ball of light um but yeah I would I would recommend watching this if you're curious but yeah I think SPD is better um by a long shot <laughs> Uh, Next up, um, I don't know what Anthony thinks. I think he would back me up on that. though. Um. Next up, Mahu Sentai Maji Ranger.
0: Um, Which features a magic
2: theme. Um, This is another Sentai where the rangers are siblings. Well, in this case, the main five rangers are siblings. Um... It revolves around the five Ozu siblings using their family's magic powers to become Maji Rangers and defending the world against a group of demons with dark magic abilities. <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'm,
5: you can never cough.
2: Oh, uh, whatever. Um, now, unlike previous Sentai's, though, uh, this is at, the Red Ranger is actually the youngest, Kai Ozu. Uh, Tsubasa, Maji Yellow, Urara, Maji Blue, Hoka, Maji Pink, and, uh, Makito, Maji Green. They later get joined by a, one of the heavenly saints who are, like, you know, big people in the magic world, uh, named Sunjel, who gets a human form called Hikaru to become Maji Shine. He was adapted into the Solaris Knight. Um, They also have their mother, who supposedly dies at the beginning of the series, but uh, supposedly, Uh, Miyuki Ozu, Maji Mother, white. And uh, then we have their father, Um, and again, I know that's kind of a spoiler, but if you've seen Mystic Force, then you kind of know. Isamu, who initially starts the series off as the villainous Purple Wolzard before becoming the Crimson Wolzard Fire. Um, This is a Sentai that I really enjoy. Um, I think the family dynamic is the strongest here. Like, I really... Like, we often see the Maji Rangers clash with each other, and I think it's a great family dynamic. Um, I definitely recommend this. This is a lot better than Mystic Force, because even though... uh, One of the biggest criticisms of Mystic Force is that um, it focuses too much on Nick. Like, Nick pretty much gets all the development. Kai does get the bulk of the development in this show, but every Maji Ranger gets their, um, <clears throat> gets their moment to shine, basically. Um, I think the family dynamic is much better. I don't hate Mystic Force. I think it's underrated. I think there's a lot of good mo- moments in it, but Maji Ranger is definitely better. Like Everything that Mystic Force could have been, I feel like Maji Ranger is. So I would definitely recommend this. Definitely think we're going to take a look at this one. Next up, um, please don't get mad at me that you have to see these suits. Because um, I know what they remind you of. Um, Go-Go Sentai BoKinger, which was adapted into the... And I'm not even going to make a joke about this. Um, it was adapted into the worst Power Ranger season of all time, Operation Overdrive. And if there's anybody out there who's watching this that wants to... Defend Operation Overdrive, you can go ahead, but you're not going to change your mind. It's the worst season of Power Rangers ever, hands down. Yeah, um, all of that. Go-Go uh, Sentai Bokenger features an adventure theme. It's kind of similar to Operation Overdrive, but <clears throat> in terms of the story, but a little bit different. It's about a team of uh of adventurers. In fact, that's literally what Bokenger trans. Translates into adventurer um, in Japanese. They go around collecting powerful relics called precious from falling into the hands of several different evil organizations. Um, they include Satoru Akashi, Boken Red; Masumi Inoue, Boken Black; Sota Mogami, Boken Blue; Natsuki Mamiya, Boken Yellow. Sakura Nishihori, Boken Pink, and then they later get joined by my favorite Sentai Sixth Ranger, uh, Eji Takooka, Boken Silver, um, and they also get assisted by uh, one of the artifacts that they uh, that they want that they find that transforms from a golden sword called uh, Zuban. He was adapted into the Sentinel Knight. Um, now, much like. Uh, Operation Overdrive, which was an anniversary season. Boekinger was an anniversary season, too. It featured a crossover movie called uh, Boekinger vs. Super Sentai. It featured the return of several uh, Rangers, included, uh, including uh, the, uh, Hurricane Blue, Abar Black, of Break, Maji Yellow, and Maji Shine. And it was also the debut appearance of Akka Red. Uh, Who's kind of a might who's kind of a interesting character, but he becomes a little bit more uh, fleshed out in the next anniversary season. Gokiger. Um. So um, about this Sentai, and <clears throat> I know Patrick's seen a couple of episodes, and I' pretty sure you told me you liked them, Patrick. Uh,
4: yeah. Um, the. the Looking at how Bokenger handles the adventure stuff where it's more it it just feels like that overdrive really should have used that motif a little bit more true to heart. I know Overdrive has a million of other problems, but it, the Bokenger has a very unique feeling to it that none of the other seasons I've seen have really... Really been able to capture, and plus, Boken Red is kind of kind of cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: <clears throat> so I know that this is pro. So this, well, obviously, this is better than Operation Overdrive. Now that's not saying much. I mean, but believe me, that's actually like a lot more than just like a comment. Uh, I really enjoy this Sentai. Now I will say this. um, some people don't like this Sentai. And here's the thing. I, I, I can get that. I, I really can. Because the one thing that Operation Overdrive does that this season doesn't is that Operation Overdrive tries to have a continuous story. Now, it doesn't work. Like what? You're trying to tell me that all of these artifacts are somehow conveniently tied to the Corona Aurora? That makes no sense. Um... Operation Overdrive tries to <clears throat> have more of an ongoing story. Vokinger um, is more episodic, where like every episode they're going after a new artifact and you know trying to hunt that one down. Um, and it uh, and I can see how some people are turned off by it. it so this Sentai isn't for everyone, and I get it. You know, if you don't like Bo Kinter, I'm not going to be mad at you. You know, I can I can do that, but I like it for the characters, and I, I like the adventure theme. Like, I'm a big fan of adventure movies. You know, I like... I'm a big fan of the Indiana Jones franchise, well, mainly the first and thir- third ones, because those are the two best movies, but um, I... You know, I've watched some of the Mummy movies, and, you know, like, all the, you know, going on, like, adventure, searching for artifacts, so I'm a big fan of that. Boken Silver really kind of, you know, really made this Sentai for me, because I think he's a great character. Um, And, yeah, I think that this, I, I can understand that, you know, some people may not like it, and I know that, People are probably not going to want to watch this because of Operation Overdrive, which is another reason why I hate that season because it's turning people off from a genuinely good, um, how, how, uh, Operation um, Super Sentai season. I'm sorry. Um, but this is definitely one that I would like for us to check out. And Riz, I know you're not a fan of Operation Overdrive either, but we're, I just ask you to please give this one a chance. If you know, mean, know what I mean.
5: The season's j- your fan, but. We have other things to be first.
4: I mean, the season gave me a very, very strong first impression, so it being the counterpart to Overdrive is not... It didn't turn me away from it. If anything, it actually made me want to see it more. (laughs) Yeah.
2: and, And they also handled the multiple villain factions differently because, like, in Operation Overdrive, like, all the villains, like... Okay, I guess you can make the case that it makes sense why the other villains don't like the Fear Cats, because, like, you know, the other three want to conquer and rule, while the Fear Cats just kind of want to burn the world down. In the Sentai, it makes a lot more sense why the villains don't work well together, because they all have, like, different motivations. Like, one guy is just, like, secretly plotting something, then you got one that's a little bit more... Like straightforward, like they're just pretty straightforward. Like they're evil, they want to take over the world. I and mean, then you got one that just wants to get the artifacts just because they want money. And, you know, it, it's all very interesting, different dynamics. So I definitely recommend this. If you don't like Operation Overdrive, just give it a chance. And if you come out not liking it, fine. I, I can, I'm not going to be mad at you for that, but I just at least give it a chance.
5: You can take that hit, huh?
2: Yeah, I can take that hit. Hit. I can't. I can't stand someone not liking Jetman. Then we'll. Then we'll have some problems. But, but I can. I can handle people not liking Vokinger. I really can. All right. Next up, um, Gecky Ranger Jupin Sentai Gecky Ranger features an animal and martial arts theme. Uh, this is kind of similar to Jungle Fury. Um... Kind of weird. You would have to see it. Uh, Jungle Fury does copy some stuff. Um, this um, show revolves around three students of Jukin, a special martial arts that teaches people to manipulate ki and you know base their movements on animals. They battle against a former student of Jukin who has embraced the alternate dark Rinjukin to become stronger. You have the three, Jan Kondo, Geki Red, Ron Uzaki, Geki Yellow, Retsu Fukami, Geki Blue. They later get joined by Retsu's older brother, Go, who becomes Geki Violet. Uh, another student, Ken Hisatsu, uh, Geki Chopper. And then you have the, uh, three, the two villain characters, um, who you can see on the right-hand side in the slide here the Rin, Duke, and Warriors. You have the main villain, Ryo, and Melee, his uh, Chameleon Beast mm-hmm. uh, bodyguard. Um, so this one is... <coughs> this one uh, is kind of a weird debate because I like Jungle Fury. It, it Jungle Fury is in my top... I don't know if it's in my top five, but it's in my top 10 favorite seasons. I enjoy Jungle Fury. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. I think Jungle Fury does better with the main three Rangers. I'm not... I like Ron okay. I'm not a fan of Retsu, and John can be kind of annoying. So, hands down, Casey, Lily, and Theo are better than their three counterparts. RJ and Go, that's too hard of a debate. They're both great characters, and I love RJ. RJ is amazing. I probably prefer Dom to uh, Ken. I can't stand Ken. So you're the yeah.
4: first person I've ever heard say that. By the way,
0: yeah, I'm just not a fan um, of
4: him. Every single person I've talked to who's seen Gekki Ranger said that Gekki Chopper is is the reason why you watch the season. <laughs> um, so I
2: think Jungle Fury has the better Ranger characters, but I think the thing that I like but the thing about Geki Ranger, so first of all, I think Geki Ranger's mythology and its story is absolutely amazing. Like I get kind of a low-key of a Star Wars vibe from Geki Ranger. Now I don't mean like, you know, they're like flying around in starships shooting at each other. I mean more like the Juken thing feels like the Jedi versus Sith thing where, you know, you have Juken as, like, the Force and then you have some people who believe that it should be used to, like, fight for justice and then there are some that just want to use it to become more powerful and punish the weak. Um, I mean, how a Suit could literally kind of be looked at as a low-key, kind of a Darth Vader-looking thing. Um, you know, so that's what I like about it the mythology surrounding Jukin and like, you know, the story leading up to that is absolutely amazing. Like, you know, with the, um, cause like, uh, um, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but like, let's just say that like, um, those seven, like the Pai Shwan masters who, by the way, um, those animal forms that you see them in, in the final episode, that's their natural forms, like that's the only forms that they have in uh, Gecky Ranger, and they're very fun characters too. Like in Gecky uh, in Jungle Fury, they're all kind of portrayed as being like the same old wise masters. I think Master Fant, Master Fant, kind of has a bit a bit more of a story, and Master Finn is cool too. But they all have different personalities and unique personalities in Gecky Ranger. And you know, there you know, they have a mythology, and then you have those three overlord people, um, like Rizaka, Carnosaur, and Angelica. I can't remember what they're called in Geki Ranger. They have a connection to the greater mythology around Jukin. That's why I like. I probably might prefer Geki Ranger by just a hair. Because I think Geki Ranger does better with its overall story. So if you want to give me the perfect show, take the... Well, okay. Geki Ranger also does better with the villains. I don't hate Jared. I think Jared is a decent character. I wish they sh- would have shown more of an internal struggle. Ryo is what makes this show for me. Like, Rio's whole story of, like, you know his backstory and, like, what caused him to go evil and, like, how he ultimately ends up. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I think it's just perfect. Rio might be a top-five villain for me. The perfect show for me is if you take... Um, is if you take KC, Lily, and Theo and you put them in the story of Gekki Ranger, along with Dominic, too, instead of Ken. That's the perfect show for me. But... Ultimately, with, like, the story, I think Geki Ranger just wins by, like, a very... like, a... Ri- like, a razor-thin margin. Because um, Jungle Fury's story is okay, but... I feel like it's lacking... like, I feel like it lacks in, like, the story-driven department, like, because we're never really given much of a story on, like, where Daishi came from um, you know, where, um, you know, what's the history behind Pai Shua? that's all covered in Geki Ranger. So that's, this is definitely one that we're going to have to, uh, cover in, um, on the podcast. And if you tell me that you prefer Jungle Fury to Geki Ranger, I'm perfectly fine with that. Because like I said, Jungle Fury has the better characters. So that'll definitely be a hot topic to debate here on the podcast. All right, next up, Engine Sentai Go Onger, which features a car and animal theme. Um, this story revolves around a group of young adults with a sense of justice who team up with sentient animal and vehicle hybrids to protect, they're called engines, to protect the human world from barbaric machines called the Guy Arc, as they try to pollute the world. The first three include Sozuke Isumi, go on red. Ren Kosaka, go on blue. Royama go on yellow. They later get joined by two other people who want to become Go-Ongers too. Uh, Hanto Joe, go on green. Gunpei Ishihara, go on black. And then they get joined by the two Suto siblings who become the Go-On wings called Hiroto and Mew. Hiroto is Go-On gold and Mew is Go-On silver. This was adapted into RPM, but it's a pretty different show. And, you know, Patrick, I know that you're a huge fan. Hi, and I've also been talking quite a bit. So you go ahead and uh, talk about how much you love this sent for a little
4: bit. <laughs> um, I can hear myself in your
0: mic again, Jason. Yeah, I'm muted. It's, it's, um,
4: think of it as... Car Ranger and its goofiness, but it's not meant to be a parody. It's 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 a silly. It's a season with silly characters with a serious plot. Did I say that right? A, a season with
0: silly characters with a serious plot, basically sillier
4: than the twins. Oh, um. And the boom twins well, the boom twins weren't really silly they were just annoying but it's it's clear that the uh the core five characters are a little bit immature like they never stated if they're teenagers or not, but they're not serious
0: <laughs> to put it lightly um but It never gets to the the point
4: of the car, like the cat happened in Car Ranger, where the villains want a loss because of eating the wrong food or something like that. Because the antagonists are basically pollution demons, I guess that's how I can describe them. And it's basically a war between. Uh, The engines and these pollution demons where humans kind of got involved with the, the engines and everything. But it's got very good characters to it. And it starts off really silly, but then it gradually gets darker as it goes. And the final arc is pretty grim to the point where you're actually worried for people's lives it's it's kind of jarring when you look at the first episode to the final episode but yeah it, you you can you cannot go into the season through the lenses of RPM because the tone of these two seasons are just
5: it's night and day because oh, and one one you're yeah. facing the apocalypse essentially the other one you're not yeah there's there's nothing Really apocalyptic
4: in GoWander. I mean, look, I mean, RPM even directly threw a couple of insults at how jarring its tone was from the sense that it was adapted from because the mechs in GoWander and RP in in GoWander, they're living creatures that speak. That's why they have eyes and stuff. So it's something you have to experience. It's like it's, I'm gonna say the same thing I said about Game Man. It's, it doesn't do anything wildly special, but it's just solid, very, very fun from start to finish, really.
5: No, that that makes sense. I mean, they took a lot of liberties in the story for RPM, and oh, so. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I know. I know Patrick's not a big fan of RPM. Now, I, I like RPM. It's probably at the bottom of. My top ten, I can understand what Patrick is saying about it, but I still might prefer this to RPM to some extent because yeah, I, I sure do because the problem with R because one of the issues I have with RPM is that all of the character development like okay, some of the Rangers get character development like I mean like there's literally a series of episodes where everyone except Dylan has a um you know, story revolving around their backstory. But aside from that, most of the story is just revolving around Dylan and Ziggy. And, our, and go on, um go on, uh, all seven Rangers get a chance to shine. And I think that works out pretty good. And not only that, but I think the Siller elements of the show are used more to this show's advantage. So I think it really, I think it works out perfectly, in my opinion. Like, I I really do enjoy this one, and I definitely recommend it. We'll definitely have to take a look at this one, and we might have to, um, you know, make some comparisons to RPM, but this is definitely one that I recommend. And I know that there's some people in the audience that might, for those that are watching, that might disagree with us about RPM. I don't hate it. I know Patrick isn't a big fan of it. Uh,
4: I don't particularly hate RPM either. I just find it painfully average more than
0: good.
5: I watched RPM for the first time um, a little bit after I met you guys originally. And Mm -hmm. to me, watching RPM, I never got that this is the season of Rangers. You know, like, you know, when we talk about the best seasons, we will come down to space and time force. And, you know, those are the two that we all talk about. You know, some people might say um Lightspeed Rescue is up there in the top three or whatever, but RPM just, it never struck me as anything more than average. Um, to be honest, Looking back at it now, like if I were to look at the seasons that came before it, I I can't say that the only thing about Arkham I remember is that Ziggy's a badass because I love his character, Dylan's a brooding character, and he has a sister arc like Andrews, and there's an apocalypse. I have very little recollection of anything important that the others did.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And so, yeah. and, and that's a problem, because I can remember pretty dang well um Dino Thunder, I can remember pretty dang well SPD, and a couple of the other Disney episodes, but RPM, it just never, it never hit that note for me. Well, you, I mean, you, you kind of hit it when you mentioned the Dylan Tanaya thing, being like, andrew
4: it, it's the same story arc beat for beat yeah, yeah. literally there extremely was watered
5: down yeah I mean <clears throat> it wasn't even like that watered down if you really want to get into it but like it wasn't interesting I mean okay yeah it was cool at the time to like watch it but I I didn't care
0: I was more invested in Andres than Caron
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I will, so, give,
4: I will give RPM this that it's probably gotten better with age because of something that happened a couple of years ago. <laughs> but.
5: that's not... Oh, what the uh, Beast Morpher?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
5: that.
4: I think
0: that helped RPM I, out a
4: little bit. I because... don't know if it did. I don't know, I, th- I think it just adds more to the... Because RPM was meant to be more grandiose, and I think that little twist in Beast Morphers built off of that grandiose feeling and kind of brought it full circle to me. I still don't like the writing in a lot of aspects, but I don't know. That's that's probably just me talking.
5: Well, <laughs> I definitely want to go on there, and we can discuss this in much more detail there. Oh.
2: The final battle of R.P.M. always bothered me, because it's like, Go Wander, they literally, like, it's literally a pretty standard battle between Mm -hmm. them and, like, the villain that's used for, basically the villain that's used for Vengex's final body. It's pretty cool battle, too. I really enjoy it, even if it is pretty standard. In R.P.M., Jim and Gemma just shoot the tower, and it, like, falls on Vengex, and he's just standing there being like, no! And it's like, dude... Run, you got (laughs) legs, don't you? (laughs) All I gotta say tonight is boom. Like Scott Flynn and Summer know how to run. Why can't you? Oh, and by the way, the Go On wings are so much better than
0: Gemma
4: Gemma. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Riz hasn't even seen Go On during he agrees.
5: (laughs) I'll agree with anything that says Jim Gem and Gemma are worse
2: than something else. Jim
5: <laughs> well, um, Gem
2: and Jim are worse than Dax. I mean, no, 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 Dax is worse than Jim Gem and Gemma, but...
5: I will say this. I really enjoyed Gemma for what it's worth in the reunion episode in Ninja Steel. Yes. I, I don't know... Like, she so didn't do anything... She didn't really do a lot, but just her presence and her couple of lines, I gained more respect for her. And I don't know. I don't know how to explain that better than what I just said. It's because when you separate them, they're actually tolerable.
2: When they're not having to finish (laughs) each other's sentences.
5: Okay, yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. That's what it is. You are 100% correct. <laughs> you have to separate the two, dang it.
2: Alright, next up, uh, this is actually the Sentai that we're currently covering in depth. Uh, samurai Sentai Shin Uh More fun pre-
5: to me as Hot Garbage.
2: And you... <laughs> we, uh... You pretty much already know the plot. Um features a samurai theme and it's about the uh a group of uh, samurai warriors whose heritage is passed down from parent to child coming together uh this is about the 17th generation um coming together to defend the world against the return of the ghetto Shu. um they include a uh, Tekiru shiba shinken red ryunosuke ikanami shinken blue uh, mako shirashi uh, shinken pink shakitani shinken green Totoha Hanaori, Shinken Yellow, and Genta, Genta Yumemori, Shinken Gold. I know that this is a spoiler, but you've seen it in Samurai, so you kind of already know what's going to happen. Um, we do have a female Shinken Red. Uh, she's called Hime Shinken Red. Hime means princess in Japanese. Um, her name is Akaru. Uh, um... I don't think that we should really talk about this that much because then because it might undermine what we're talking about in Shin I know it's Patrick's yep. favorite Sentai, but yep. Patrick will be able to talk more about it in depth because he can't talk much without giving spoilers to Riz, who hasn't seen it all the way through. Yeah, I know. As I as I've um, said
4: multiple times, yeah, as I've said in the multiple times, I can't say anything.
5: <laughs> yeah, there's just times when I go off calling. Um the red hot garbage and patrick's like i'm gonna hold off on commenting until you yeah. finish the damn thing i'm, I'm biting my tongue <laughs>
2: so those of you who haven't uh, who haven't uh, <laughs> been keeping up with us on youtube uh, we're up to uh episode 20 on Shinkinder right now um we're kind of in a little bit of a delay because um unfortunately uh So here's actually a fun fact about this Sentai. Uh, This Sentai actually does have like a crossover with a Kamen Rider season. It was being, uh, it was a crossover with a Kamen Rider season that was entering when it started, Kamen Rider Decade. We want to, so, well, Patrick isn't joining us, and he doesn't know how lucky he is to not be watching it. Oh no, Um,
4: I I know from other people how bad Decade is. I don't need you telling me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, Anthony and I are watching Decade, unfortunately, and we hate it, so we're kind of putting off watching the Decade episodes now. Thankfully, next week weekend, if all goes according to plan, we will be uh, on track to finish the Decade episodes up to the Shinkindra crossover, so we will be getting back to it, Um. Just blame Decade for the fact that we've been kind of delayed on this series. I mean,
4: isn't that, isn't that the theme? Blame him forever. terrible.
0: Maybe that yeah. old fisherman had a
5: point.
4: <laughs> for, or whoever
5: yeah. he is. You're so lucky that you're not watching Decade.
4: No, I legitimately tried to watch it a couple of years ago out of pure boredom. I got to about episode 5, I was like, nah, I'm done watching Barcode Face. I'm doing something better with my time.
5: Yeah, I am halfway through the first episode, I was like, I can't do this. But then I did. (laughs) Because Nathan told me to.
2: (laughs) What are you talking about? You're the one who said that you didn't want to go into the Shinkinger episode without knowing who the decade characters are. So you suggested that we watched it. Who are you kidding, Riz?
5: Okay, okay. That was before I started watching it.
2: Okay.
0: I realized my mistake after the fact.
2: Okay, next up... um, You know, I'm not even going to make any jokes. This is my least favorite Sentai ever. In fact, I have a video on the Otaku Sentai DigiRanger channel talking about it. Now, it's terrible. I'm not proud of that video. I, I really should have used a script for that video. I kind of cringe looking back at it nowadays,
4: no, it's not but good. it
2: exists. So you can go ahead and check it out. Um, just don't, don't say anything too harsh about me. I can take criticism, but don't just be a little light on me. Um, <laughs> um this is Tenso Sentai go Sager, which features a angel theme. Also kind of a trading card theme. Um, It's about five young Gosei angels who are cut off from their home, the Gosei world, and must use their Gosei powers to protect the world. It includes uh, Alata, Gosei Red, Eri, Gosei Pink, Agri, Gosei Black, Monet, Gosei Yellow, Hyde, Gosei Blue, and then they're also joined by a Gosei Knight, who, much like Robo Knight, doesn't have a human form. Now, one notable thing to note about this Sentai is that for the first time, I don't know if they're still doing this, I think they are, this Sentai actually made their debut appearance prior to the actual series. Uh, when Shane Pinger did their crossover movie with go onger a few months before the premiere of the series, they actually had a sneak peek where the Ghost Sagers showed up. Now, they only appear in suit. They don't appear uh, in uh, civilian form. So this was the first Sentai to do that, um, and every Sentai has done that since then. Like Go Kaijer did it. I remember GoBusters doing it. Although GoBusters Go did it when Go crossed over with Gavin, but that's a different story. I don't, you know, I don't know if um, I don't know if Anthony's seen this one or not. I know Risen Patrick haven't seen it, and I could just say this: like, don't watch this Sentai. I've seen one episode. <laughs> Because, okay, I hate this Sentai because, okay, first of all, it's, first of all, it's Ginga Man all over again, you know, where you get cut off from your home and you're trying to find a way back home, but I feel like it was better handled in Ginga Man, because here's the funny thing, you actually see the Ginga Forest and the life that the Ginga Man have in the Ginga Forest, there's not a single scene in this show That takes place in the Gosei world. How am I supposed to care about whether or not these people go home if I'm not even shown what their home is like? And then like all of the ranger characters are boring. I mean okay, blue is okay and yellow is okay, but and Gosei Knight is ironically enough probably the best character but like similar to how Robo Knight is the best character in Mega Force. aside, well okay Riz, I know you like Gia, but still. Um
5: he
0: is amazing. <laughs> you know, I
2: like. I I think one of the, so the problem with this is that they try to create so the main villain Brojira, who was adapted into rock, they try to make him like a bigger villain. My problem with him is that like this Sentai has some of the problems that Gecky Ranger has, where the Ranger characters aren't really developed enough. But Gecky Ranger had some things to help it. You know, Gecky Ranger has the has a has a really great story, and it cares about its villains. Ghost Sager is Gecky Ranger with everything that made it good taken away, and that makes it terrible. I the the characters are boring. I don't remember a single story arc. I don't like the suits. These are probably one of my least favorite Sentai suits ever. Mm-hmm. I.
4: They look like they have their pants pulled up too high.
2: For me, like the colored parts of the suits don't look like they're a natural part of the suit. It looks like they're wearing a full white bodied suit, and the and the colored parts are just like jackets that are really small. As pulled over it,
4: someone who is in a marching band, that's kind of how marching band uniforms
2: are put on. And I can
5: agree with yeah.
2: you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it's a natural part of the suit. Like,
5: I can't unsee it now, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> you know. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
2: Hell, there's literally like a gold line going down the back that looks like a zipper. So, like, that just makes it worse. And, I mean, none of the characters are interesting. It, you know, the villains, like, Brogero is cool at the end, but other than that, he's not, like, I don't know, like, and here's the thing: I don't think it's Operation Overdrive bad. Like, I could write a book about how bad Operation Overdrive is on so many levels. This isn't Operation Overdrive bad, okay? Like, it's like it's nothing like a show that I try to avoid watching or anything. Like, like if someone told me that I have to watch this show to save my life, I would do it, you know? Because it's nothing. It's nothing like so terrible. It just. When you, it's coming. This is like a time when, like you know, there's a lot of story-driven Sentai, like with Shin Tinger and you know, Go Wander had a lot of good story, and Gecky Ranger had a lot of story. This just feels like a huge step backwards, and I just despise it. And again, you know, if you want to watch it, go ahead. And if you like Osage, you're fine. I'm not going to jump down your throat. I will jump down your throat if you like Operation Overdrive, but. <laughs> But, yeah, I just, this is definitely not one that we should watch. And I know, Riz, like, you know, you said that you didn't get the best impressions of the Ghost Sagers when we reviewed the uh, Ghost Sager versus Gokaiger movie. So, like, is that true?
5: Yeah, they were not interesting to me. But there's
2: just, like, I don't, like, there's nothing that I think is particularly Terrible. There's just nothing that spectacular or good about it. Cause like even some of the like I don't know. This one just bothers me. Like and there's something about it also that just kind of puts me off. And you would have to see it. Maybe it gets you, but I don't recommend watching this entire. And thankfully not many people are going to because nobody likes Mega Force either. So no one's gonna feel tempted to watch this at all.
5: But I like it.
2: Okay. Is no. Gia good enough to make you want to watch Ghost Sager, dude?
1: No. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right, next also, seven. Gia's not in Ghost Sager, so I don't care. But Mega Farce, on either hand.
0: <laughs> Calm down, Fido. <laughs> All right, go on, Nate. <laughs> well next
2: up and uh guys just to give you guys a bit of a clarity i know we said at the beginning that we were going to uh rev- take a look at uh all of the sentai um we're all getting kind of tired since it's late at night so we're gonna wrap up with this next one and then uh cover the uh remaining uh 11 sentai in another video which we'll try to get done uh very shortly
5: probably in like a day or two
2: yeah with yeah. well, that being said, uh, the 35th Super Sentai, and the uh, Sentai that we just finished uh, reviewing, um, you can go back to uh, take a look at it. Um, Kaizu-Go Sentai, go Which Go
0: a, a pirate theme, which
2: revolves around a team of space pirates who are in search of the greatest treasure in the universe, arriving on Earth and they must unlock the grand powers of the 34 previous Sentai to find the treasure while battling against the Zhonyak that invaded Earth two years ago and um, were defeated by the previous Super Sentai, but they gave up their powers in the process. The Rangers include uh, Captain Marvelous, Gokai Red, Joe Gibking, Gokai Blue, Luca Milfi, Gokai Yellow, Don Dogoyer, they call him Doc, Gokai Green. I am De Gokai Pink. They later get joined by a Super Sentai fanboy named Guy Ikari, aka Go- Gokai Silver. That's literally how he introduces himself. That's true.
1: <clears throat>
2: um, now, in celebration of the 35th anniversary of Super Sentai, Gokaiger featured a new gimmick called the Ranger Keys, which allowed the go to transform into any of the previous Sentai Rangers. There were also multiple tribute episodes to previous Sentai, where many former Sentai Rangers returned. I'm not going to go over all of them, because, well, we'd be here all day. Um, uh, and this was adapted, albeit extremely poorly, into the second worst season of... Power Rangers, uh, Super Mega Force. So, uh, you know, Rose, this is your favorite Sentai. So, uh, I'm just going to give the floor to you, dude. Just go ahead and lay it on us.
5: Damn straight, Skippy. I was waiting for you to do that. Um, so, yeah, Gokaiser is the 35th anniversary of Sentai. And it has a really cool uh, gimmick where the Ranger Keys that they use to do their transformations represent each of the 34 teams that came before them. And the Gokais are on a quest to find the greatest treasure in the universe. And at the same time, to get there, they have to collect all the Ranger Keys, including six Rangers, auxiliary Rangers, everything, to get to that treasure. And all the while, um, you know, these guys are aliens. They're not from Earth, but they came to Earth and searched for the treasure. And now the ZanYak are there, also just terrorizing, getting in the way, and also looking for the greater, greatest treasure in the universe. And so the GoKais have to fight the ZanYak, if only because they all want the treasure to themselves. But you 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 quickly see from Start to finish that in the beginning, the Gokais try to act cool and say, we're not interested in Earth. We don't care about it. But after a couple of episodes, I know Patrick's going to vehemently disagree with me, but the characters truly begin to show real subtle signs of, huh, Earth is pretty cool. It's worth protecting. Let's keep doing this, not only for the treasure, but also because we like the planet. And I thought that was pretty big that they undergo this transformation. I mean, it's not something that's wholly visible. Like, it's not going to be like this grand thing that you can stop and say, here's the moment where they did it. But they made it so gradual and subtle that it's organically happened. And I I truly do appreciate that pretty character development. As far as characters
0: go, I don't dislike
5: anyone um Don is a bit odd but I don't mind his oddballness it it's a nice relief from the others who are a bit more stoic or serious based to have a comic relief like uh Doc and guy so yeah those are my two scents. I think Gokai is one of my favorite sentai right now it's my favorite but I'm pretty sure as soon as I see Jetman and a couple of other... Sentai, that'll start shifting around a bit. Or maybe not, I thought Stinkenter would do that to me, but so far I've not been impressed. So, um... See. Keyword being so far.
4: What? The keyword being so far.
5: Well, I mean, I'm giving it a fair chance. I'm not gonna be like, one of the schools say, Alright, ten episodes in, this thing sucks, I'm not gonna watch it anymore, sorry guys, but... <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to see what it's all about, see why you like it so much. Because as of right now, hot garbage. Um,
0: but yeah, that was my little
5: <clears throat> feel, Nate.
0: <laughs> you want to
2: counter have... that, Pat? Because I know that you're not a... Yeah. You don't feel the same I, way.
4: I know. It's it's Maybe it's because it's been so long since I've Scene. And I do plan on re-watching it when I have more Sentai that I that the season is directly homages under my under my belt, and give it another full fair chance. But it really did feel like that they weren't the main characters of their own story. And that's that's probably where my issue is that with it being an anniversary season, they focus a lot on homaging the older teams, which is great, but it just doesn't really feel like they gave enough time and enough enough acknowledgement of the, the current team growing and learning from it. Like, Riz mentioned, used the word subtly to describe it, but I feel like subtlety can only go so far before it becomes you having to have someone else tell you about it. And I kind of feel that's what Kokaiser messes up to the point where their change of heart in the final arc seems sudden and unearned.
5: Well, the thing is, though, that the change of heart happened much before the final arc even began.
1: Yeah,
0: I know, but to me, it never felt like it.
4: Okay. It it never I mean the the character development could have been there, but like I said, subtlety, it was too subtle to the point where it it wasn't easy to pick up on.
0: Yeah. So to me me it
4: looked like that it it was just like a snap of a change of heart just suddenly.
0: Yeah. See what I will say to that though is the
5: first time I watched it, like, four or five years ago, I had your opinion on them. Like, it was not well done. But the second watch did with Nathan and Anthony recently, that's where my opinion stands quite a bit on that.
4: Yeah, and that's why I'm not, I'm kind of holding back my full thoughts on the season until I rewatch it.
5: Because yeah, because I feel like I've missed a lot of stuff, and it's been so long since I've seen it. So well I think I think one problem that people face is that I- I'm gonna assume because I don't remember your history that will, but I feel like Gokai was either your first or one of your first, right? It was probably my th- third. Okay.
0: Because I, I saw still, Zoom. Yeah.
5: But it's still early on enough in your Sentai fandom <clears throat> that you were probably Overwhelmed with yeah, trying to keep up with everything Gokai was trying to do. Yeah, that's why with I said the I anniversary to, stuff. Yeah, that's why yeah. I
4: wanted to become more familiar with the seasons that it actively honors first. Yeah. So, because I know that that's probably that that might be the point, but at the same time, I also feel like that's a problem.
5: Yeah, I mean. I can see that being a problem, but... Because it means means
4: that the season doesn't really have its own legs to stand on. And that's a problem I don't think...
5: Seeing the other seasons is going to fix. No, I don't think you seeing the other seasons will add anything in terms of, like... Understanding the cast better. Mm -hmm. All you're going to gain from watching the past season honestly, you're only going to be able to understand
2: who the heck these other people are,
5: right? Yeah. But the actual understanding Marvelous and where he came from and what his mindset is like, really, that's something you're going to have to you're going to want to watch again just to kind of see that. And I know it sucks that I say that one of my favorite Sentai, you have to watch it twice to really get the full experience but that's been my experience anyway. Yeah.
4: I mean I still don't think that's good.
5: No, and like I get that. I'm yeah. I'm open to that criticism of that. Um what the, the other thing I will say just to clarify when I say that you get overwhelmed by all the Sentai stuff, that's not to say that a first time viewer couldn't catch it all. Um, you could Mm -hmm. but you just have to be able to understand what you're walking into Mm
0: -hmm.
5: but yeah as of right now Gokaiser is like my favorite sentai Um, it's been a great ride for me at
0: least yeah I can agree with that
2: I I have more detailed thoughts in our final Go video.
5: Yeah, I but think we should, except Patrick yeah. just, he didn't want to do it.
2: Yeah.
0: Any anything else you guys want to add?
5: No, I, I think we've hit a good stopping point. Um we can resume the debate of resume the history of Super Sentai. Yeah. Um, and episode
2: F- F- 51. Yeah, that's what, so yeah, guys, sorry to cut this short, but, uh, in the next episode, uh, we will, uh, resume, you know, we'll briefly wrap up everything from go busters to Don brothers. We apologize for cutting this short, but, uh, it's getting kind of late. Yeah. We kind of want to get some sleep, <laughs> but, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed us at least getting up to go. Um, and we thank you all who have supported us through fifty episodes. Um, and we look forward to doing many more. We will definitely be doing at least fifty more, way more than fifty. Um, <laughs>
5: A lot of content to do. Once we
2: uh, wrap up, uh, once we wrap up the uh, history series, we will uh, return to. Uh, well, Riz and An- Riz Anthony and I will first do another decade video. Unfortunately. Um, and then we'll do the. Then we'll be doing the Shinkinger decade thing. So that'll be like four episodes, and then we'll we'll wrap up decade, and then continue on with Shinkinger. So, in case for those of you who are watching us here on Twitch, go ahead and just uh, check us out on YouTube as well, um, and definitely let us know what you think of that. Um, we'll see you guys next time when we start up when we cover history of Super Sentai um up to um from go busters to don brothers but until next time we'll see you guys later so uh be sure to check us out at anime org and all of our Mm -hmm. social media sites once again we thank you guys and we'll see you later bye
0: later guys are we off now uh